This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Wednesday, December 16th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, a winter storm warning has been posted for Wednesday morning through Thursday morning for county counties bordering 95 in all areas north and west. It's an advisory in Newcastle County, Delaware, and New Jersey counties next to the Delaware River. A high wind warning is in effect tonight at the shore with 50 to 60 mile per hour gusts possible at times. A large coastal storm is approaching the region, bringing heavy snow by early afternoon to areas near 95 and into the north, uh, northern and western suburbs uh, with rain and sleet across much of Delaware and South Jersey. We'll see several hours of snow accumulating to about three to six inches in the city before a sleet and rain mix begins in the evening. Uh, in the immediate northwest suburbs like Chester, Bucks, and Montgomery counties, less mixing will occur, allowing for six to ten inches of snow. The far northwest suburb, like the Lehigh Valley, will see almost uh, all snow with a possible 10 to 15 inches of snowfall. Uh, it's being advised to avoid travel after about 2 p.m. in areas expecting snow, uh, and then we'll see some leftover snow showers tomorrow morning. So they had Steve Keeley, uh, Fox 29. He was out on uh, the streets, you know, outside these restaurants that have done up these big tented rigs that are uh, sometimes in the street, sometimes right up flush against the sidewalk. And they're like, how, how are you going to, pl- you can't plow that. What, what's going to happen? You yeah, know? well, Steve, uh, Philadelphia officials say that they will be ready for whatever Wednesday storm br- uh, brings to the region. So Philadelphia looking to get that three to six inches of snow and sleet. Uh, the cold temperatures have prompted Philadelphia officials to issue a code blue advisory. If you see someone that needs shelter, call 215-232-1984. Uh, residents are also being reminded that if any pets are left outdoors in cold carriers, a $500 fine will be issued. Uh, crews have been loading up tons of salt and putting the plows back on their truck should they need them to target snow accumulation across the 2,500 miles of roadway in the city. Um, Steve, uh, sorry, I'm like, I, I, I went into it thinking yeah. that there was information uh, more right up top, but yeah. um, okay, so all outdoor dining setups, here it is, should be secured, removing as much of the setup as possible, including tables, chairs, heating equipment, temporary structures. So as noted in the city's winter guidelines for outdoor dining, the city city is not liable for any damage from plowing or snow removal, even if structures are permitted. So as if the restaurants are not going through I enough. Know, so they're saying materials should be cleared from the right of way as much as possible to avoid possible damage and blocking of dining setups. Restaurants with unpermitted structures are reminded that their establishment is liable for any injuries suffered due to damage from the structure during and after the storm. Because uh, I was looking at the video they were showing. These, some of these setups are really elaborate. I mean, they really went to great lengths to make sure... They had stuff that was intact. So, the, and those are probably, I would imagine, most people are following, and and, and it's yeah. permitted, so it can stay out there. But they're asking that you move most of it because if it's damaged during plowing, yeah. you're not going to fix it. Right. Um, so, if you have stuff out there, just keep that in mind. They're asking to, you to bring in um, whatever you can. Take yeah. you know, take it out for at least uh, today and tomorrow. Restaurant workers have been fighting for COVID nineteen testing for themselves and their families since the pandemic started, and now the coalition Save Philly Restaurants has secured it. 
The more than 250 local restaurants that are part of this group say the testing is critical. It allows us to control a scare if we do have it and to get back to business, says Nicole Marquis, the founder of Save Philly Restaurants. It gives us more information. It keeps our staff safe and customers safe. I think customers are going to feel really good knowing the entire staff has been tested weekly. I think all around this is a big win for the city. The task force is meeting with Congress and Senator Pat Toomey this week and Philadelphia City Council and Health Commissioner Dr. Thomas Farley on Friday. They're pushing for a few levels of relief. We need grants to continue to furnish outdoor seating and we really need to talk to the streets department to keep outdoor seating alive even throughout next year, Marquis said. We definitely need the city's help to look at ways that we can operate our outdoor dining rooms safely. The free COVID testing begins on January 7th at the Goat in Center City. No health insurance is required and the testing is paid for by the CARES Act. So that's pretty cool. All of the restaurant employees will be able to get tested weekly. In sports this morning... New version this morning. I spazzed out. I spazzed out. It was a freeform jazz experience. I like it. In their preseason debut, the Sixers beat the Boston Celtics 108 to 99. Joel Embiid looked dominant in the first half with 18 points in 17 minutes, and then the center sat out for the second half. Shake Milton was the star of the game for the Sixers in the third quarter. He scored 15 of his 19 points. (laughs) Up next. In the preseason is a game against the Pacers in Indiana on Friday night. In other NBA news, Giannis Antetokounmpo, yes! the NBA's reigning two-time wow, most I valuable player, that. signed a multi-year extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. The deal will be for the full five years. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. $228 million Supermax, including an opt-out after the fourth year. In a Twitter post, Giannis wrote, this is my home. This is my city. I'm blessed to be able to be a part of the Milwaukee Bucks for the next five years. Let's make these years count. The show goes on let's get it and that's what i have for you this morning all right thank you kathy so yeah clearly uh we're getting prepped for this storm making its way through the area today and i'm very excited because there there are rumors that we could have the, the everything is just has worked out properly all the all the stars are aligned uh around the time of year that this happens and and this this type of storm making its way into the area there is a good likelihood not unlike with the head with the forecast of the uh, the Aurora Borealis. Yes, last week that it doesn't happen all the time. Be able to see the Northern Lights, but the forecasters are saying it could be good for a sight of the nor'easter bunny. A very, very rare thing that happens. The nor'easter bunny is you're right. Is very rare. Very but rare. So. Everything. Uh, everyone has been especially good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the weather patterns, as they hold right now, seem to suggest that it's very welcoming for. Uh, the nor'easter bunny, who can be very timid. So we have we have our spotters out on the road that right. are going to let us know if there is indeed a sighting, and if there is, we're going to try to get on location and and actually maybe even speak to the nor'easter bunny. That's possible. Maybe the first time ever that that's been done before. So yeah, we're, we're excited about the, the possibilities. Nor'easter bunny. The not, nor- oh my god! Not what? Yeah. Uh, not like some no, not a helper, no, not a helper. The wow. North no, Philadelphia if, if, for for um, what the North Pole is to Santa Claus, Philadelphia is. It's the home of the Nor'easter Bunny. Yeah, because we're right in the I ninety five corridor. Kathy, you want to explain what that is? <laughs> no, I didn't quite get the explanation. You know what? I'll read it though. It's on their website, yeah. and I'll okay. uh, I'll update you. I'm curious because I have my ideas of what I think it is. Okay, right. it seems like a big hallway. 
So, uh, let's see. We're going to go live on Fox Good Day this morning. We'll check in with those guys. We have a... Do we have a secret text word today, Casey? We do. All right, where is it? It is... Uh, you just moved it. It's behind the... Oh, it's right there. Okay, thank you very much. All right, so today... Uh, we have a chance for you to win, to enter, uh, to win the heartfelt family comedy, The War with Grandpa. Oh, I want to see that. I do, too, on Blu-ray. So uh, what you need to do is text word secret to 39333. We're going to send a word back to you later on. We'll ask you to call in the designated caller who knows the word, gets a prize, and then we'll grab one randomly as well. So The War with Grandpa on Blu-ray is what we are giving away. Text word secret to 39333. Also, we have uh, some people stopping by today. It's from uh, Petri's Skyline Tavern, Ooh. part of the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Home Gate Kickoff. So I'll tell you what you need to do in order to win some stuff from those guys as well. Let's take a break. Come back in a second. We'll get into the entertainment report. We have we have a rant, a freakout audio yeah. uh, that we want to play for you, and also a bunch of other stories to pass along and things to give away. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. Listen to all the WMMR podcasts as well as a live stream on your Alexa-enabled device. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Keep your eyes peeled today. I can see just a little bit of daylight on the horizon and somewhere maybe in our area with the first nor'easter of the season, you might be able to spot the nor'easter bunny. I don't know. Wait a second, Preston. What? What's that I hear up on the roof? <laughs> no, it's just construction oh, okay. guys up above us. But listen, I like your attentiveness. Yeah, I'm trying. You just don't get know. ready. And get, rem- remember, he's he's very timid, and don't <sighs> you, you, he might scare him away. So just keep that. Need I say it? It's like a billion. It is like a billion. <laughs> Casey's not here, so he can't hit the billion clip. All right, so but maybe I can do this here. That's right, it sticks. There you go. Just some Rocky. Uh, we're going to do a stupid question, and we're going to give away a digital download of the film Blade. And the question that I have for you is, in the movie Home Alone, where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? Pretty easy question. Yes. 215-263-WMMR. So where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? Call now if you know the answer. i got some birthdays to share while we're waiting for your call to come in. Today is Wednesday, December 16th. Benjamin Bratt. Celebrates his 57th birthday today. Always liked him. Yep, me too. He is, uh, let's see, Is he? he's in the Marvel Universe, yes, right? He yes, he is. He's a small Strange. part in Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if he'll, for some reason, resurface. He I should. Know. Yeah. I, th- I think he's a solid character. He's a I solid agree. actor. He was also in the... Um, he was in the horrible uh, uh, the Catwoman movie, the Halle Berry movie. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah. the male love interest. Yeah. I, I want to say that he is in, like, his character in the movie is a character in the comic books. Maybe. Uh, yeah, they, they, they don't usually float these 
characters in without some master playing. Right. Might be. Uh, private practice, Law & Order, just a couple of other of his uh, credits. Uh, Leslie Stahl, CBS journalist. She is 79 today. Uh, Billy F. Gibbons, ZZ Top singer and guitarist. Outstanding blues guitarist, by the way. Celebrates his 71st birthday. Yep. Oh, this is such a great song. Cheap yeah. sunglasses. Uh, so, happy birthday to Billy Gibbons. Uh, William the Refrigerator Perry has a 58th birthday today. My God, I remember when he first came on the scene, Preston, you thought, wow, he's football players will never get bigger than this. Uh-huh. And, and now he's nothing. He's average, yeah. Uh, to, you know, to offensive line, right, right. Uh, defensive know. lineman. He's a was a D tackle, but he. Uh, I, what I, was okay? It? He probably played on defense, but I'm just saying nowadays oh. offensive linemen are probably about the same size as him. Anyway, oh. I digress. You okay. digress. Go ahead. No. What were you going to say? I'm not saying anything. He doesn't want to say anything. Man. I don't want to say anything. I, I, didn't, I didn't mean oh, to speak out of turn, man. My no, I'm just saying he's big. <laughs> he, is a, he is a big dude. Uh, and big. now they're as big as he was. So okay. he is uh, celebrating his 58th birthday today. Benny Anderson, who is with ABBA, celebrates his 74th birthday today. Uh, Miranda Otto, who is in Lord of the Rings. I had to look her up. Oh, yeah. I like her. Yeah, she in Lord of the Rings. Steve, at one point, she's I guess she's a princess, and then she disguises herself as a... Yeah, as she was, a warrior. Yeah, and... she's really good. She's a good actress. She was in um, the Aaron Sorkin show. Um, damn it, uh, newsroom was it? I'm not sure. Uh, the only other credit I see on my list is War of the Worlds. So okay, she's in that as well. All right. Uh, yes, so she... she played the the wife, the estranged wife of Tom Cruise. She is uh, 53 today. Yeah. Uh, Kristen Ritter. Don't trust the bee in Apartment 23. Oh, uh, Jessica Break- Jones. Breaking Bad, Jessica Jones. Yep, exactly. Preston, honestly, solid, solid Marvel stuff. You took a little foray into Daredevil season one. Yeah, you I loved watched, it. I did, yeah. But you tapped out. I yep. understand there's a lot to watch. Yep. But it's still there if you ever get a chance to go back in. The Jessica Jones stuff is excellent. So she is uh, 39 today. And then you have J.B. Smoove. Uh, who is 55. JB's been here before, right? Yeah, he yeah. used to come uh, fairly frequently. That would be at uh, Helium. Uh, yeah. But it's been a while. Uh, he's 55. And the last birthday is uh, Theo James. Theo! Yeah, Theo is an actor who is in the Divergent series. Uh, he was is he also... The, is he a hunky dude or what is he's he? He's a good-looking yeah. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah he's a very good-looking guy. He plays... Uh, he play if, if you saw Divergent, I forgot, whatever that crew... Uh, there, there are the, the badasses. I, I found it. He was the nice guy in that group. I found the classifications pretty stupid. Like, uh, like yeah. there's a, a group that's always optimistic and or whatever it was. It was just <laughs> like a dumb delineation. I agree. Yeah, I like those type of movies. Yeah, but, but I agree. It was kind of a weird really? society. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, uh, Theo is uh, 30, Theo! 36 today. Uh, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question, and it is in Home Alone. Where are the McAllisters going on vacation when they leave Kevin behind? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Diane, see if we get the answer. Hey, Diane, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Awesome. Diane, do you have an answer to the question? I do. Paris, France. Paris is correct. One moment, Diane. We're going to give you a digital download of Blade. So hang on the line, and we will take good care of you. All right, we're going to dive right into the stories. We have a lot of stuff to get to this morning. Uh, the U.K. government is not relenting on its battle with Netflix, despite the streamer's repeated denial of requests to clarify that the Crown's status is a drama. The Crown, of course, focuses on the lives of the royal family, but the current season is focused on modern events and has made several members of the family uncomfortable. 
Uh, season four covers the events Prince Charles's courtship and marriage with the late uh, Princess Diana, mother of Princess Harry and William. It also covers his alleged affair with Duchess of Cornwall, Camilla, whom he is now married Camilla! to. Wow, <laughs> wow, Bill. <laughs> Stick around. Uh, well, you knew this was going to happen once they got into the realm where people were al- are alive who can comment on it. Wait a minute. Now, Bill's wife's name is Camille. Camille, Camilla, Cabazel, Hassan-Fetford Incorporated. That is right. We're going to do it. Uh, so <laughs> while they did reportedly conduct an affair for part of Charles and Diana's marriage, the show dramatizes the length and lengths and lengthens the relationship. So they have an issue with that. Uh, Camilla and Charles have come under so much fire on social media, they've turned off comments on t- their Twitter feed. Cool Col- off the Colbans. Uh Culture Minister John Whittingdale told a parliamentary committee on Tuesday that it does no harm for Netflix to make explicit to subscribers that the crown, although pegged to real events, is Peter Morgan's speculation or imagination as to what might have happened. Last month, Culture Secretary Oliver Dowden wrote to Netflix asking the streamer to warn viewers that the show is a work of fiction. Dear Netflix, it is the most important that I write to you in this press interview concerning your classification of the series The Crown. Netflix. Might I also add, we would eagerly anticipate a season two of uh, The Tiger King. <laughs> of what? Tiger King. The Tiger King. <laughs> Netflix denied the request, saying, We have every confidence our members understand. But would it be possible to have Stranger Things Season 4 <laughs> take place at Buckingham Palace? They have confidence in <laughs> One more season of Fuller House, perhaps? <laughs> He's just writing letters to yeah, Netflix. Yeah, actually, yeah. Once he got the main business out of the way, <laughs> right, 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 a couple right. of uh, programming issues. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he said, we have uh, confidence our members understand it's a work of fiction that's broadly based on historical... Bring events. back the office, if you would not mind. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, what would it hurt? I, I guess... Maybe they can come to some sort of agreement. I don't know. Their entire but- modus operandi the entire time, though, is, has been to deny and lie and cover up scandals, right? So these are just closer and more recent, and they continue to lie and cover right. up and deny. I, I don't understand why not just acknowledge the truth of, of these things that have happened over the years. Well, but so, something's is, happened. Some of it's made up. But a lot of it is speculation yeah. of what goes yeah. on behind closed doors, and they just want people to realize that, look, we're, we're making up parts of this. You they know? do I mean, it they, all the time. There, 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 are, there are preambles yeah, sure. to constantly. This yeah. is, this is based a, on true events. Based on true events. Yeah. Not all characters, you know, and, and, they, and the consolidation. Yeah. The one truth, uh, truth of the, all this stuff is a lot of times you can't help it when you watch something that's a dramatic recreation in your mind. It sort of gets fixed that that's the way it was. I guess it's their, you know, the, 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 the royal family, that side of things are they understand that probably, but they also know people will ignore that and yeah. just buy right into it. But what are you going to do? I mean, look know? at the history of the monarchy and the royal family. <laughs> Netflix. They can handle it. And just look at the, the history of storytelling. Yes. Period, you know, I mean, so anyhow, uh, they're, they're, they're just like making... Like the wonderful story one might find on Fuller House. They, uh, they're just making it known repeatedly yeah. that they, they, they do not approve. They won't stand for baloney. <laughs> uh, so uh, they continue to write He doesn't it. stand for baloney. Uh, HBO Max is following Netflix's lead and abiding by Dave Chappelle's request to remove Chappelle's show from its rotation. 
Uh, Kate, I didn't even know it was on HBO Max. I didn't either. Casey Bloys, chief content officer for HBO, told Variety we had a conversation with Dave. I won't get into it, but it's very clear that it's a very unique and specific and emotional issue he's got. So at the end of the year, at the end of this year, December 31st, we are going to honor his request and take down the show. Uh, previously, Chappelle said that he doesn't receive any compensation for the show when Viacom CBS license it to stream. Bachelorette Claire Crawley was replaced mid-season with uh, Tasha Adams on the hit ABC series, and she became a hot topic during the season season's Men Tell All Monday night. Uh, contestant Yosef Abordi uh, brought up drama with Crawley's time, doubling down on his claim that uh, she's classless. Classless? That's what he How said. How dare he? As the show aired, Crawley reacted on Twitter, essentially claiming she'd been shut out of the show. She said, I wish they... Uh, would have let me be in attendance to let these men know in person how much their words plus support have meant to me. Uh, she wrote, thank you, gentlemen, from the bottom of my heart. Or her fiancé, Dale Moss, uh, when they fell for each other after uh, she left the show. I love you. Uh, stood by her on social. I'll always stand by you on social. <laughs> He wrote, this fool had enough pride and arrogance to sit on TV and believe that's how a man should act towards a woman. What's that about? Even condoning that type of act towards his own daughter, how people ever actually defend someone like this and his actions is mind-numbing, he said. My mind is numb quite a lot, thank you very much. Uh Uh-huh. Meanwhile, uh, host uh, Chris Harrison tells E.T. that he loves the way the show came out. COVID. He likes the way the show came out. <laughs> COVID and all. COVID and all. <laughs> we had a pandemic on Zorplatz. <laughs> Zorplatz? Yeah, we had to suspend our version of The Bachelorette for an entire Dorquin. No way. Well, that's a long time, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. An entire Dorquin? Dorquin, yeah. Wow. It's about 28 minutes. Oh, oh. I was way off. Version. A dork went <laughs> is 28 minutes. That must have been hell. It was living hell. Yeah, okay. That's my favorite stroke show. He said, uh, <laughs> he said, I love the way we did tell all. Uh, he shared. They never tell all. He shared but noted that he wants his audience back. This is a Chris Harrison. He said, uh, I love the vibe. I love the energy. So I want people back. I want them back. Uh, but I like the intimacy of having a few heavy hitters on the couch, really having a face-off or a, having to face each other in this arena. Uh, he said, "I made it. It made it more honest. It made it more open. You're hearing from people that were really there." Were you talking it, to me all this time? When it ma- <laughs> he told this to ET. <laughs> Uh, he said uh, the COVID bubble in Palm Springs worked. Uh, he added, I don't know about uh, hometowns. Uh, people always do it like this, but bringing the mountain to Muhammad was interesting. Uh, families had to come to us. There was a level of intimacy and change in that as well. So I think there's some things that we may take out of this that we all like. I don't even know what he's talking about. Well, they did do some <laughs> modifications. So they did all the checking. They did all the stuff to make sure they were able to shoot the show. Uh, this Bachelorette is, um, I think it's one of the the prettiest they've ever had, the, yeah. the, the current one. Yeah, this one's good. That yeah. Claire uh, one didn't do a damn thing for me. Yeah, but... Uh, yeah, but Tasha. Tasha yeah, is, yeah. Uh, yeah, stunning. But the, the um, watch, I, I got, you know what? You try to avoid it, but you sometimes you'll I, sit there and you'll get hooked. I know why. Uh, because yeah. you watch Wheel 
And then you exactly. just stay on 6ABC. Exactly. That's me yeah, too. yeah, that's exactly the thing, the conundrum. And if, you're, if, if the dog is sitting on the remote and I can't find it. <laughs> All right, now on to this, and I've only heard a little snippet. I can't wait to hear the, the, the bulk of this. Apparently Tom Cruise is taking COVID-19 uh, safety protocols very seriously on the set of Mission Impossible 7. Audio has emerged at the 58-year-old star berating members of the film's crew for not following protocols closely enough. In an expletive-laden, screaming rant, he chewed out the staffers and warned everyone on the set that he will fire them if they do not comply with the rules. Uh, the movie's being filmed in Britain, and uh, Tom has been working hard to ensure the set remains coronavirus-free. He was reportedly set off by seeing two crew members standing close together, which was against the protocols on set. And he ranted as 50 members of the crew watched on in silence. So this is on the set? Yeah, the audio is a little hard to understand, but okay. you can catch, you can catch, you can sense just how furious he was. Right, let's see if we can hear this. We are the gold standard. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. All right, so he's wearing a mask. He's, he's saying, yeah, we're the gold standard. We're, they're making movies in Hollywood now because of us. Right. They set, they started things in motion. Tom Cruise is a uh, an executive producer on the film. There's more, by the way. Yeah, and when I listened to this last night, it really wasn't as hard to understand, and I'm I'm understanding why now because I was reading along right, with right, the right, uh, right. Uh, you know there was a scroll at the bottom. So now as I'm just listening to him, like I can't understand what what he's saying. Here we go. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. I'm on the phone with every studio at night, insurance companies. Producers! And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. We are creating thousands of jobs, you I don't ever want to see it again. Ever. And if you don't do it, you're fired. And I see you do it again, you're gone. And anyone on this crew does it. That's it. And you too. And you too. And you. Is he pointing at people? So he is, and he's he's his basic point is is that um, he's saying that they it, for him it's clear that caught him what caught him is that the jobs and he he goes yeah, on yeah, to references yeah. losing you know people the craft services and people are going to lose jobs if right. this thing goes asunder. Yeah. Uh, so they, and uh, again there was somebody looking over someone's shoulder. They were looking uh, at a computer screen, and that's what set him off. And apparently, he's been very very. You know, pedantic about this because, as I well, say, and he, his money's in this his too. Money's so in it too, you know, yeah. he's yeah, it's a for everybody. But he's got oh, a lot of money riding on it. And as Preston, well. they had, had had to shoot. They had to shut down production briefly yeah, on this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You ever f- do it again? That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes f- because our industry is shut down. It's not going to put food on their table or pay for their college education. That's what I sleep with every night. The future of this industry. So I'm sorry, I'm beyond your apologies. I have told you, and now I want it. And if you don't do it, you're out. We are not shutting this movie down. There you go, man. Tom is laying it down, and so he should. And uh, they did a nice gesture for him. They created a field of lilies for him to run through. Oh, pressure. did they really? <laughs> Which, by the way, I thought the I thought the Scientologists were scoffing off COVID nineteen, or maybe it was on, uh, closer to the beginning of it. But there was, there, you know, I, I don't know why, but I, I remember seeing that 
that come out. I so. would think you'd be protected from your time in the volcano. Yeah, but right? I don't know. I yeah. don't know. He kind of sounds like Les Grossman, right, from Tropic he, Thunder. He sort of does. He started literally have his own face. Yeah. To, to, also, he he spent like half a million dollars to to um, rent a ship for cast members to stay on so that they can, um, in other words, to keep the, the bubble locked down so they're not using right. a. a uh, yeah. So, again, as you Preston, he's, there's a lot of his own money in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of the passion for it, too. Uh, so, wow. All right. Well, I have a, I have a, I have another Tom Cruise story. It's the cake thing. You want me to mention this now or later yeah. on? Yeah. Well, it's might it end up in the connoisseur? Well, use it for yeah, the connoisseur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll I'll, be our first celebrity story in the connoisseur. I'll save it. I actually like that uh, a lot. It's kind of I'll fun. tell you this. I looked at the cake and I was intrigued. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nick will hate it. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah you will. Yeah. All right. Okay. But anyway. Uh, let me get to a couple other stories. Uh, in just over two weeks, we will finally be saying goodbye and good riddance to 2020. And disco diva Gloria Gaynor will be on hand at Times Square on New Year's Eve to sing on that old classic with her hit, I Will Survive. And they're going to drop her instead of the ball, yeah, right? And, yeah. And like free fall. Yeah, free like fall. not even slowly. Like at when you when we, we say Happy New Year, Gloria Gaynor falls. From fifty stories up to the ground, <laughs> it's like in the beginning of of uh, Kick Ass with the superhero. Organizers say yesterday said yesterday that uh, Gainer's, uh, Gloria Gaynor's performance will be uh, part of the year in celebration, which will also honor essential workers. No audience will be there this year, of course, because of the pandemic. So it will be an event entirely for broadcast uh, with the network shows uh, that are usually in Times Square for the ball drop uh, to. Earth. Be there this year. Uh, let me see. There was another thing about New Year's Eve and some of the performances that I have somewhere in here. Uh, I'll see if I can get to it in a little bit. Uh, this is when uh, your aunt uh, Meg gets up at the uh, wedding. Oh yeah, and they do that old people dance, start to move around. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. All right, so she will be performing. What else we have here? Um, da, 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 how about this one? Okay, because it involves uh, your show, Steve. Very Cavallari. Oh yes, uh, just your show. Well, it is. <laughs> Justin Anderson uh, has opened up about secretly giving up his son to adoption. What? Uh, yeah, he was uh, speaking on a podcast and said that uh, he and his high school girlfriend got pregnant. And as Mormons, there was no talk of abortion, he said. So we found this beautiful couple. It was an open adoption. We had our son, Tyler. It was in the hospital room. I'm 18, by the way, he said. Uh, we had our baby, hand our baby over to the family, and I drive back to college by myself, and life goes on. Uh, Anderson, who came out as gay uh, to his family his junior year of college. See, I don't know anything about very So uh, I believe, if I'm remembering this correctly, uh, is so Kristen Cavallari has these two, her, her, um, her stylist, um, uh, married uh, um, this other gentleman. I believe uh, this is the guy you're speaking of who I think goes by the name Scoot. So he's not one of the big main cast no, members? No, Okay. But right. it's still, listen, it's a story of triumph and uh, courage. Yeah. <laughs> On very cavalier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I meant to mention this yesterday, but I didn't know who she was, and I apologize. But Anne Ranking. Yes. Broadway star rose to fame by playing Roxy Hart in Chicago and served as a muse to Bob Fosse. I know Bob Fosse. She appears in, died. in the movie All That Jazz. So uh, she, and she's um uh she, she's a Tony winner. Yeah, and she's she's well she's in the um she's in the movie version of Annie. She is. Yeah. Who does she play, Case? Uh, <laughs> I want to say like Miss Te- Tesbacher, but not <laughs> whatever her Superman. name is. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, it is uh, Daddy Warbucks' uh, assistant. Okay. She's the one who I think I'm Suffice it to like say, it. she is considered to many of the new dancers like Juliana Hoff and, and uh, these people. She is like um, one of their idols. Okay. She was uh, 71. She died in her sleep. Uh, the family said, uh, the world and our family have lost a vibrant, amazing, talented, and beautiful soul. Anne was the heart of our family. And the life of the party. She was visiting our brother in Washington State when she went to sleep and never woke up. Oh, man. Any extenuating health issues or did she just pass? In, in this story, Steve, I haven't seen anything about it. Um, uh, they said we will miss her more than we can say. Uh, Heaven has the best choreographer available now. I'm sure that they are dancing up a storm up there. Annie, will, we will love and miss you always. Well, they say if there's a dance, uh, dancer's heaven, you know they have a hell of a review. There you go. Uh, let's see. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle have signed an exclusive podcasting partnership with Spotify. Yeah, uh, they're doing Unsolved Murders. Oh. Uh, that's going to be their thing. Uh, the pair will produce... <laughs> Did you buy it for a second there? <laughs> for uh, one okay. second. It, and honestly, it wasn't until you smiled afterwards. I was like, oh, that was a joke. Uh, Today was the BTK killer. The pair will produce audio programming in a multi-year partnership. Uh, the duo signed a mega deal with Netflix three months ago. A holiday special hosted by the Duke and Duchess will air this month and will feature stories of hope and compassion from inspirational guests in celebration of the new year. Are they going to be interviewing people? Yes, they are. So, really? uh, yeah, I listened to the introduction. And the funny thing is, Preston, is that... Um, <laughs> We never quite look at ourselves as uber professional, but when you listen to newbies take a crack at the mic, yeah. oh, it reaffirms like... <laughs> your faith yeah. in the fact that at least you have some justification. You're like, oh, okay. I am good. At least we're okay. <laughs> at least yeah. we're, we're manageable. I know, man. And, uh, yeah. Uh, every now and then I do catch some really difficult <laughs> interviews to listen to, and I'm like, Ugh. Right, right. So it can be, it, it's, it's a practiced art. It mm -hmm. takes a little time uh, to figure it out. Fox has given a straight-to-series order to a reboot of Fantasy Island. Uh, the rebooted version of the classic series hails from writers and executive producers Liz Craft and Sarah Fain. This will be the third reboot. They did one with Malcolm McDow uh, McDowell, right? Yep, I remember and that. And that one actually took a darker turn to it. And they had a female character playing Tattoo. Do you remember who she was? I, I don't. I, I just... I... <sighs> In the movie, then they did a movie with uh, right. Nicholas Pena, I believe it was. This year, right? Yeah, as Ricardo, the year. Ricardo Montalban character. It got panned. I didn't see it. Did you? So, it's not that good, but it again, it takes the... Um, it's what actually happened on Fantasy Island, the original series. Things would get very um, dangerous yeah. or, or, or real. Or yeah. they, they wouldn't be like, hey, we're going to sit by the pool you would ex maybe re-experience a life trauma that would reset your deal. So it was actually more Twilight zone Oh, very much so, yeah. yeah. Things would happen. They would come in with this grand idea of yeah, this yeah. wonderful fantasy they're going to live, and they're going to find it. They find out that it's not all it's cracked right. up to be, and they find out something about that. They learn uh, something. They, they learn. You may be careful. You may learn something. That'd Welcome to Fantasy Island. That'd be great. Theo, get him some drinks. <laughs> He's on his knees with his, his shoes on his knees. Yeah. Theo, please stand too. Oh, my God. That would be excellent. Bill Cosby. As Mr. Rourke. I'm going to go outside now. It's a bitch wearing sweaters on this island. It's got to be hot, man. It's a tropical island. But that's your... Yeah. That's your... That's I your, call it a Benadrilini. Have it, some. It's your... <laughs> well, this that's is the delicious. cocktail. Yeah. Mm. They step off the plane. They you hand guys them. all look a little loopy. <laughs> Benadrilini. <laughs>
Have some. All right. Uh, the new series is described as a modern semi-anthology series. It delves into the what-if questions, both big and small, that keep us awake at night. Each episode will tell stories about people who walk in with a desire but end up reborn to themselves through the magical realism and of s- Fantasy Island. And sometimes, if you remember, it didn't work out for the people. Oh, yeah. There was always a perception, too, in all of these iterations that Mr. Rourke had some sort of power. Oh yeah, yeah. some sort of yeah, yeah ability. Yeah. Uh, the original Fantasy Island ran from uh, ran on ABC for seven seasons and 152 episodes, 1978 to 1984, with two TV movies having been real uh, released in early 1977. Fantasy Island. That's right. All right, and um, okay, one last thing. Uh, Nielsen released its uh, top. It's 2020 top 10 list of the most watched telecasts and series. So for cable, Paramount Network's Yellowstone topped the list. Okay. Yellowstone yeah, is getting rave reviews. It's a good yeah, show. I mean, it is, yeah. I didn't know it had a, an audience like that, though. Uh, the top 10 list of most watched telecasts, it says in live plus seven. I don't know what that means. Is dominated by football with only Fox's The Masked Singer and ABC's The Oscars for entertainment programming making the cut. I guess live programming for ages seven and up? Maybe. Yeah, might be. Okay. Uh, Non-sport series were led by CBS's NCIS, FBI, and Blue Blood. So all your police procedures. Yeah, please. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Also of note via deadline, Q, the second quarter of 2020 live and time-shifted television consumption among people 18 and older increased by an average of... Four minutes per day uh, from the previous year, so not a giant jump. No, um, no, it was it was well into the habitual delayed on-demand viewing habits. So that 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 seems to be. So, so I guess this sort of gives though a benchmark for programmers to consider exactly when people are going to watch their shows when they put them up. Yeah, but it says live and time shifted, so I guess that's people recording as well, yeah, yeah. in there. So overall, in the second quarter of this year, consumers 18 and older spent just shy of six hours each day with video. Wow. that's Okay, that's a fair amount. An <laughs> oh. increase of 35 minutes from the prior year. So how much TV? Uh, the TV in our house goes on at about 6 p.m. Okay. So, so um, you know, and then, um, <clears throat> so I, I take that to about 11 uh, you know, in, in and out, right, right. and then they shut it off. So about five hours. Yeah. But I know some people just have it on constantly as new. Like, if I'm working, I can't have the TV on. No. It, I guess it also just depends on what you watch and how you watch it. Because, you know, sometimes I'll, if I'm watching something like, um, <clears throat> you know, last night's episode of uh, Jimmy Kimmel on YouTube on my phone or on my computer, does that count? Well, you if know, it... and, and, um, and, and I don't watch very much live anymore. I watch Jeopardy and Wheel. And sports. It, it, and beyond that, I, everything is either on demand or recorded. Right. Well, you have you have you don't have cable. You're, you you no, you yeah yeah. But even with that, like yeah. I have Netflix and Amazon Plus and right. streaming platforms, and so I just don't watch much live. Yeah. Yep. It's interesting nowadays. All right, we're ready for clips. Comedian Andrew Schultz uh, unleashes his unique blend of topical comedy in his new four part special, Schultz Saves America. In this clip, Andrew discusses the material he covers on the show. Basically, what we did is our our weekly monologues we did as a four-part, hour-long special that's a year-end review, essentially, is tapping into four of the biggest, most divisive events of this year. And obviously, coronavirus, we got conspiracy theories, Black Lives Matter, and, uh, of course, a nation divided. So uh, I'm just so excited to see this, man, and uh, for you guys to see it. 
I don't give a f- Schultz Saves America begins streaming tomorrow on Netflix. Here's the next clip. With his carefree lifestyle on the line, a wealthy charmer poses as a ranch hand to get a farmer to sell her land before Christmas in a California Christmas. <laughs> in this clip, writer and star Lauren Swickard discusses what filming the movie was like during the pandemic. I like to call our crew Hollywood's guinea pig because we were actually one of the first productions to start in the pandemic and wrap. And we learned a lot. Everyone was masked up. Those face guards, our hair and makeup team were basically wearing trash bags the whole time. We were very safe. SAG-AFTRA, our union, worked with us so well and came up with an amazing plan. I don't give a f- <laughs> uh, And California Christmas is streaming now on Netflix as well. little observation here, Preston. So yeah. we have this ominous storm that's coming towards us. You look out the window, there is a lovely sunrise occurring. It is beautiful. Uh, we have some oranges and blues and... Uh, Mauve. I, I think it's just the right... Now, I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to jinx it, but I think it's just the right combination... Uh, to see the nor'easter right. bunny, it's a nor'easter bunny. Look out the window. Point. All right, see if you see anything. But we got to keep our eyes peeled because he—it's—it's it's, got to be the, the perfect conditions. <laughs> Not yet. All right, so we'll see the nor'easter bunny uh, spreading candy uh, to those who have been good to the good the children of the world. Now, the thing that that makes the nor'easter bunny so magical is he somehow gets a hold of slightly older Halloween candy. Right. No right. Yeah. yeah. That's well, his thing. It's not a. It's not an impressive power, but it's a power no, nonetheless. No, but I mean, to, to do that, to find a, a large resource, it's almost as if someone had a, a trunk full of it that they were never able to give out during right. Halloween. Right, <laughs> so we'll, we'll see if he ends up uh, uh, sharing the goods and, yeah. and spreading cheer throughout the Delaware Valley this morning. All right, we're going to take a break. We will come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. Don't forget the secret text word today. We have your chance to win a copy of uh, The War with Grandpa. So text the word secret to 39333. We'll be right back. Glad you asked. Low cut Connie. Avatar. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Uh, Casey just handed me a note, so we're going to get a meteorological authority on uh, to get us some, I like uh, her. some of the deets on uh, the snowstorms and so on. No, it's uh, it's Sue Serial. Oh, then I Sue's, like her. Sue's going to be on here in just a moment. When are we, when are we expecting that? Uh, we're wearing in right now. Uh, Marissa just uh, got in touch with the Fox producer, so. Okay. Uh, sooner the better, yeah. if, if possible. So, um, huh. Uh, okay, so there's something else I was going to do, but this refers to somebody else. I can't do that right now for having someone on right now. Yes, all right. So let me see here. Marissa did hand this to me with a um, the, the storm coming to the area. Uh, North Penn School District is going to be, if we get hit, they're going to go ahead and close on Thursday. They're going to they're gonna have the traditional snow day. Is that well, Okay, so let me raise this question. Something that occurred to me yesterday as we were talking about preparation for all this. Are all the new things put in place because of COVID? Does that now effectively eliminate, for all intents and purposes, the classic snow day? 
So here's what's happening. Um, the school districts that are having the snow day, uh, what it looks like is is that they had snow days built in. So um, that's why they're closing. They already have these snow days, so they're going to use them. The districts that didn't build in snow days are the ones that are going to do that that virtual learning in the morning and then give the kids the snow day the second half of the day. Because by law, they need to get a certain amount of school days in. And oh. if you go... Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, bitches, man. Woo. Kathy Romano with the information you can use. <laughs> oh, my God. Now we go to Kathy with her observations on snow days. <laughs> this bitch is cranking it up to 10. Oh, my this God. This bitch. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Slayer. Snow. Snower! Oh, oh my God, <laughs> that's <was> awesome. <laughs> so uh, okay, so then, but let me ask you from here on it. So the uh, schools get a lot of a certain amount of snow days. Is it a case that they need to expend them? Uh, yeah, well, I mean, or else, yeah. Or, I mean, so so it's district to district. If if they haven't, so like um, our district has the snow days built in. So right. we're still going to school's still going to be over on the date that they have set, even if they take Thursday off. So our right. district, okay. Well, I want to go to our guest oh. online because I don't know what oh, her, yes, her, what her time frame is. Yeah, so, so we'll come back to this in a moment. But uh, from Fox 29, Sue Serio is online. Yay. Hi. Hey, Sue. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. Excellent. So listen, <laughs> thanks thanks for checking in. We don't we don't know what your schedule is and how, how short of amount of time you have. So let's, let's dive right into it because we obviously we have the Nor'easter hitting later on today. And, uh, you know, things have been developing over the last couple of days, and, and now we're right up on it. So where do we stand as far as, you know, snowfall totals and things like that? Well, I'll say one thing that's been consistent since about three days ago is how much snow we're going to get. I would say Lehigh Valley, Pocono Mountains, and even northern Bucks and Montgomery counties, parts of Chester County, will probably be measuring snowfall in double digits. Wow. wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so lots of snow there. The tricky part is the closer you get to Philadelphia, because this nor'easter is kind of hugging the coast, or it will be, uh, it's going to be bringing in slightly warmer air. So we expect a period, uh, especially here in the Philadelphia area, of ice, sleet, and uh, maybe even a little bit of rain mixed in. And that could affect the snowfall totals. But it won't affect how dangerous it is to travel around in this. Uh, it's going to be messy and very, uh, very treacherous, especially during periods of ice. Okay, and so if if we do get the the sleet and excuse me and rain, our temperature is going to be low enough to where we're going to get you know those icy conditions. It's it's entirely possible. It's, okay. I, I, we were calling it this morning uh, uh, almost like a snow sandwich. So we start off with snow. And, and late, I would say, after sunset, we actually get uh, some of that ice and the sleet and maybe a little bit of rain. And then we're back to snow again by early tomorrow morning. And it's all out of here by 10 a.m. on Thursday. But this is going to be quite a powerful storm with okay. major impacts as far as, as travel is concerned. And the other factor, the wind. Yeah. As Especially at the shore, uh, we're expecting a, a wind gusts 55, 60 miles an hour at times so wow. around Cape May County. What are we going to get here, Sue, in the in this general area? I would say 35 mile an hour wind gusts Ooh. are possible in our area, and that could really blow those inflatables off of your lawn. So. Yeah, and I just put my nitroglycerin vials out on the front lawn. Oh dear. So yeah, take no, those in. I better take those in. All right. So if you if you have decorations or whatever that are a little bit uh, flimsy, batten them down, or maybe. Bring 
bring them inside. As far yeah, as you're I talking, would, at least just for today and tomorrow. Right, and, and as far as ice situations, that ice will occur after the evening rush or when? Uh, I would say during or after is that this is the toughest part is that that line between the rain and the snow it almost is just right along I would say the Delaware River I95 so it'll it'll waver kind of back and okay. forth but I think there'll be a pretty sharp cutoff between who gets a whole bunch of snow and who gets a couple of inches. Uh, you're going to see maybe 20 miles difference between who gets a lot of snow and who doesn't. And okay. we're kind of right in between there in Philadelphia. Okay, so we're uh, in this general area anywhere between three inches and maybe nine or ten? <laughs> right. <laughs> we could get anywhere from two to 12 inches. Yeah, right, <laughs> I know. It's got to be a tricky uh, spot for you to be in as now, a meteorologist. I think, I think for for us, I would go in the five to seven inch range. All right. Okay. That's acceptable, Sue. All right. You're welcome. Excellent. Good to know, Sue. We just we needed a we needed somebody to to, to dumb it down and spell yeah. it all out for us because so. we're very dumb. Well, yes, great to talk. To we you need guys that. Miss y'all. Great to talk to you. We miss you too, Sue Serio, guys. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. I like her. Yeah, she's the best. Um. So yeah, there there's it's kind of it's one of these weird little things. It's going to be maybe or maybe not. So you're prepped, right? You're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. You got yeah. the Jeep, which is you'll be your first year with a Jeep, right? In the inclement weather. Not the first year, but okay. we, we've had it for, I think it's our third year, so we've had, we have had it during the snow, which is great, but what the thing that has got me irked is I went out last night to, to warm up the, the snowblower, Uh-oh. get it ready to go. I, what? I have two snowblowers, both of them won't start. No. Are you kidding? Are you one, one of them is really old and has slowly been deteriorating, and that one didn't surprise me, but the newer one, which is only a couple of years old, just would not turn over at all. I think I'm hoping it's just a spark plug problem, so I'm going to go get a new one and see if that right. that might be the case. Why but it shouldn't the... have crapped out this? Soon. No, it shouldn't. Those things we were just joking about how durable those engines are. I've never yeah. changed a spark plug on my other one, and it's like 17 years yeah. old. The, the, what you just do is at the end of the season, I run out the gas, I, I make sure, and I. I Make sure the oil's topped off at the beginning of the year. I gassed it up, yeah. pulled the cord once, and it started right up. The, yeah, it's probably just a spark plug. Right? I hope so. I don't have one. Is it time to invest in one? Cause yeah, I, it is. Yes. You All know, right. you resist and you resist and you resist. And You'll the, always uh, use it. Uh, yeah. You will right. if you use it, it once. Until it breaks. Until yeah. it breaks, yeah. and then you don't yeah. have it. Well, uh, Preston has a second one for sale. Yeah. <laughs> uh, real quick, getting back to the schools. Um, so we got a phone call yesterday saying that my, my son's school district uh, is virtual today and tomorrow, um, which you know t- to me makes sense. But I heard something that I'd never heard of before, which is a, volunt- a voluntary virtual day. Have you guys heard of that? No. Apparently in Council Rock School District, uh, it's voluntary virtual tomorrow. So they're having virtual learning but it's not mandatory to attend. Well, so I think because Council Rock is five days, I think, in school. Okay, so it has to do with. So their... I think that they're. I think. I think what it means is virtual is that they don't. Oh well, no. Okay, so I was going to say because then they could stay home and do it virtual since they are in school. Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're signed up to go into school, I think they're saying you can stay home and do school virtually. I am confused. If you're a student and the option comes down the pipe of voluntary virtual. Aren't you just taking a snow day? Taking a snow day. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'd never even <laughs> heard of that option before. I am, again, I, I, I go back to this. I think so. If you have to expend a few days, I, I, as it's always been accumulated or, or or dispensed, if you don't use your snow days, you end your school year earlier, correct? Um, If you don't use your don't snow days, I'm not I'm not sure how I think it works. there's a set day. Uh, maybe. And then if you go over those amount of snow days, correct. that's how it extends. Okay. The year. It All extends. Right. Yeah. It extends. Yeah. All so. Right. 
Yeah. So. Like, so like the districts that have the built-in snow days, they're already built in. So why not take it? Give yeah. the kids a snow day. You're still going to, school's still going to end on whatever it's set, you know, Jan- or June 9th or whatever it is. It's not going to extend it. I think once they get to the point where it may extend the school year, that's when they'll say, okay, no snow day. We're doing virtual. But what a lot of the districts are doing is um, you have to go to school until like a certain time for it to be a school day, for, for it to right. count as a school day. So really it's kind of, they'll give like a half day for the kids. Right. Anybody want to talk snowblower repair? Yes. Uh, apparently the calls are coming in. Uh, so let me let me go to hey, Vince. So you know a guy, right? Hey, Vince, how you doing? Good morning, Ed. Hey, good morning, good morning Ed, Vince. What's up? Uh, I just wanted to let you know, uh, it's probably not the spark plug because uh, the spark plugs in those are normally pretty cold. They don't go bad. Yeah. What probably happened is, did you leave fuel in it when you put it away? Um, did you, uh, there, there may have been some in it. I certainly didn't drain it. Yeah, so what probably happened is the uh, the needle and seat got clogged. The mm-hmm. ethanol and the fuel builds up in the needle. It's what sprays the fuel into the carburetor. Okay. So what you do is on the bowl of the carburetor, it's on the very bottom, there's going to be a bolt. If you take that bolt out, if you look straight up, there's going to be this little tiny pin that's got a flathead uh-huh. on the bottom. If you unscrew that pin and drop it out and spray it with some carb cleaner. Oh, yeah. yeah I, got, I got tons in. of that stuff. <laughs> Yeah, so what you're saying is Preston's going to manually shovel his driveway. <laughs> it's actually not that bad. I, d- I had to do that on my Vespa this year. I mean, I, I essentially... What are you saying? Is it works? It's easy? Yeah. Yeah. Because really? it's, it's the same thing. Like, the, the fuel had sat in the right. uh, in the tank for, you know, X amount of months without moving. And, and so... And, and then, you get the residue and it clogs up stuff. And clog things up. And so my buddy had heard the engine sputtering and... He's like, this is what you need to do. I went like to AutoZone. Buggy. Yeah, I went to AutoZone. I asked the guy, because there's different, I guess, carb cleaners for different uh, stroke engines. Is that correct there, uh, uh, this, this, this sort of thing. Uh, no, I, I haven't really found that it matters. I think they make different junk, but it works. You can use brake clean, any of those, like, aerosol cleaners. Yeah, press. And all you have to do is just go to YouTube. That, uh, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I know. I, I saw a video. I did watch a video last night, and, and when it got to remove the carburetor, I was like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done. On, I'm out. Quick question. Most What's of them, they make it pretty easy. <laughs> Say that again, Vince. On most of them, they make it pretty easy for you. Yeah. On, like, newer ones, they leave in that, like, plastic housing that they put on everything. They leave a gap so you can get to that needle and see because they yeah. know most people don't winterize and they try to start it the day before the snowstorm. Use a lit match if you're trying to see in there, Preston. Right. Yeah, 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 will. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I will. do it. She probably will while yeah. I'm at work. Today, while right now, it. Rochelle is building a snow tank at Thanks, home. Thanks, Vince. I appreciate it. Now, that, so, that might be the, the issue, but anyhow. So when, I I did that this, when I did that this summer, it was, I was scared. I was like, I'm going to ruin right. my scooter, right? And, and I'm not going to be able to get but. Once I'm and I had to like move. I'm like, this thing's not moving as easy as I feel like it should. I ruined my scooter, man. But I didn't, and as a result, like my scooter has never started as easy as it as it did uh, um, since like I first got it. So listen, I could probably do this, but you know, you know the scene in my cousin Vinny where he talks about, hey, and it, yep, you, yep. you're supposed to remove the carburetor first, and then accidentally right. you drop this down in one of the jets, it goes down, and you learn the hard way. You just got f, you know. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to yeah, do. Exactly. I'm going to mess something exactly. up worse than it already is. I probably should have asked Susario this, but do you guys know if it's going to be a heavy snow or not? Because I've done the leaf blower approach to light snow on the driveway. 
way. You got to do it quickly. Yeah, you do. Uh, but listen, if it, if it's if it's transitioning between yeah. snow and sleet and all, it's going to be heavy. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's going to be. Nick, it's what they so. call a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, okay. When you shovel, and you got to be careful right. of that too. Yeah, the widowmaker. Yeah. yeah. Mm. All right, let me go to let's go back to schools and uh, closings and all this stuff. I got Stu on the line who wants to explain a little bit of this. Hi, Stu. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. You guys rock. How Thanks, are you? Man. Good. What's up, buddy? Hey, so my wife is a Abington school teacher, so they just supposedly they got word that they're going to have one snow day this year, even though they typically have days built in, and the remainder of the days will be virtual if they have to take snow. Now, I mean, we've all had a, a tough year this year with, you know, child care across the board for everyone. I think one of the main concerns that a lot of the teachers are, are scared about is, you know, in a normal circumstance, we, you know, a teacher could drop their kids off at a parent's house or, or a daycare, but if there's a snow day and they still have to teach virtually, a lot of these parents are con- these teachers are concerned about what they're going to do with their two-year-olds and one-year-olds while trying to teach at the same time that um, that they have their little kids at home. So uh, anyway, it, that, I just kind of wanted to share that. You know, it's a tough situation for a lot of these people. No, it absolutely is. I'm, I'm just wondering if, if, if for, for example, say past COVID, past all of this, uh, yes. And we just simply have a case where we have a, a couple of days of snow. Right, have the right. Could, could the could the school just simply mm-hmm. say you're going to because now the mechanism is in place? Is there? Sure. Right. I mean, listen, so, I wouldn't mind thanks, it. There, remember, I mean, when we had some heavy snowstorms, there were the kids were going to school till like the end of June. Like mm-hmm. that's a good chunk of the summer. I right. would be completely fine with them doing school at home and us getting out in the beginning of June. So okay. you, I guess it all depends on who has the technological capabilities, because not everybody does to do a virtual. Yes, most people do, true. But, but some yeah. people not. And then do they therefore get an unexcused absence because of that? You know, so there's a couple of things I think they could have to work out on technical it's, levels. It's just weird, but we might be on the precipice of losing what is one of the rights of childhood, which is the, the yeah. exaltation of of oh my god. We're off today. Yeah. You know? I mean, and re- remember, you'd have to listen for your school number oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and to see. And we had like one lady uh, who didn't even have kids. She was an older woman. She didn't even have kids in the school anymore. She would get up in the morning. She'd listen. And then she would call everybody and say, tell your kids to stay in bed. Oh, really? <laughs> so we would wait for Dolly to call. That's us. great. Yeah. Because I know that I, as a parent, wouldn't have the patience to sit and wait and do that. And I'd just be like, you guys aren't going to school. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, it's the most torturous thing. That, to me, is that's what that's what gets you prepared for waterboarding later on in life. Right. That level of torture where you're a kid and doing that. But I don't know. So, you know, are, do you look forward to the snow? Or, or at this point, we have, we've actually gotten off lightly. We don't know what we're going to get. Yeah. And we've certainly had cases where we've been predicted a lot and got nothing. I still, as as someone who drives to work, I hate snow during the week. I love it on the weekend. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. That's pretty much it. I, I think it's beautiful. I think it's really cool. It Especially adds, around this time with the lights and everything. It adds to the season. But when it happens, you know, like on a Wednesday, like today, it's a pain in the ass as far as work goes. So that's why I don't care for it. We had a year, I don't know if you remember it, where the snowstorms hit. Almost without fail, yeah. Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Monday or Tuesday. Yep, it was a And bitch. it was a nightmare. And we would have events scheduled. This is when you actually went out and did things with other human beings. <laughs> the good and, old and, days. And uh, you'd be sweating. What are we going to do? And is anyone going to be there? And all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, it's, it's a level of uh, agitation. When you enter the real world, as we've said many times before, and you're working. Yeah. Uh, are are a, any of our offices going to be open tomorrow? I can't imagine that salespeople would have to come in or, or promotions or anybody like that. A predominant 
part of this building hasn't been open for yeah. a while. Yeah. Salespeople come yeah. in here yeah. now? Yeah, they do. Occasionally. I mean, I, I've seen Lauren Henwood. Right. And a, few others. <laughs> a couple others. A couple others, I yeah. Saw one person. Trish was Trish. here. Yeah. And Paula? Uh, uh, no, Paula, I don't think has been in much. Paula's no, been I, in, I, I, I have to guess that, they, that it, it'll just be a work from home thing because clearly yeah. a lot of that is happening right now and has been for a while, and it's no big deal to, to do your work from home. It's it, been a split schedule for everybody. So okay. if yeah. you're here Monday, Wednesday, then the other people are here Tuesday. Thursday. Drive halfway and then do it from your car. Yeah. And I think that's the way to do it. I, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. But it might be, it might turn into we guess what I get to do day <laughs> for Nick uh, right. tomorrow. You pointed out. Yay! Guess what I get to do. And here's if you if you get really depressed about this or the snow and, you know, to add on to whatever else. There have been guys whose livelihood, they always count on a bit of money from plowing parking yeah, lots. Very much so. And they, that's not been around for a while. And in a year where a lot of work is going away, this is actually could be a bright spot. Kathy, uh, Dennis used to uh, used to work for landscaping when he was younger, right? Didn't he do that? Yes. Did he yeah. ever do snow removal? Uh, I don't know because, no, he didn't because he was also a teacher at the time. So oh, okay. during the school year, he was uh, I got in school. Because yeah. those, those companies bank on, on at least having some snow and they, and they get, uh, they get contracts with, um, you know, large uh, shopping centers and things like that. Yeah. It's, a, it's a big, it's a big part of their livelihood. Put the attachment on the front of your Jeep, Preston. Yeah. Oh. You, you could put the, could do that. You could put the plow on the front of your Jeep and never have to worry about your inadequate snowblowers Just again. Just do the driveway <laughs> with the Jeep. Right? Yeah. I had a job I... in college once. Uh, it was uh, for a company called Budget Maintenance. I think they're still around. And um, it was just, you know, you would do it during breaks and over holidays and whatever. And um, one year we got some pretty bad snowstorms and the job for budget maintenance, which was uh, often referred to as no budget maintenance, was to shovel the snow off of warehouse roofs. Okay. And oh, wow. man, did that job suck. But the, the <laughs> point of it was the snow would get so heavy up there that it would often, or not often, but occasionally collapse the roof. And so the job was to get as much snow off the roof as quickly as possible. And it, man, and it just was... Nightmare. It was good money, yeah. but man, did that job suck. Steve, yeah. you know what I had actually uh, was pricing out this year were um, lawn tractors. Okay, regular, yes. just, you know, lawn tractors. But I wanted to get one. With How an, big a tractor land do you have at your, your house, guys? Not that big. Yeah, you yeah. know, only like 17, 18 acres. Yeah. Um, but, um, the, but my driveway is, uh, it, it gets wide at a certain point. Right. And, and it's so, like, it's not like a huge driveway, but... At a certain point, like the snowblower kind of even sucks, right? Because yeah. I'm just blowing snow onto a different part of the driveway that I have to re-blow. No, I hear you. Yeah, so and, and you get blow crazy. I get blow crazy. <laughs> so I was I was pricing out tractors uh, and specifically ones with a nor- enough horsepower so that because there are tractors. How many acres you have, son? <laughs> I, I, I just on. have a wide driveway. <laughs> what do you mean by tractor? You mean by a riding lawnmower? Riding lawnmower, yeah, okay, yeah. Right. Right. Not, yeah, riding lawnmower. Not a, okay. Enough, with enough horsepower because they have attachments where you can actually put a snow plow on the front. They do. Yeah. Yes. Even those 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 little, um, um, what are they called? The, 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 I forget the Japanese company that makes them, the American company that makes them as well. But they they're basically look like like really uh, ATVs on steroids. Yeah. Yeah. And so I had, um, I was talking to, you know, the client of the radio station, uh, Paul B. Moyer. I was talking to these guys <laughs> and he talked me out of it. He was like, it's, it's. It's really not worth it, and I'm like, I'm hoping that he's wrong because I would love. I had one when I when I lived in Phoenixville. Um, Which it, uh, a, a lawn tractor and uh, I with didn't the have, snowplow. I didn't have the attachment. No, okay. but um, they're expensive to maintain. Uh, you know, spark plugs and everything. You know, like carburetors. 
Yeah. You know, spark plugs. What about exhaust and muffler? Probably exhaust and muffler. You know, those are expensive Steering to maintain. Steering wheel. I know Steering all the wheel. terms. Yeah, <laughs> the seat. I just See, want the rider lawnmower for starting device. Right, the headlights. Yeah, I know it all. You know what I'm talking yeah, about. I took a mechanic. Braking. Yeah. yeah. There's one month out of the year Vehicle. that the um the lawn gets really, really tough to mow. And it's the most magical time of year. No, it sucks. Oh. And it's usually like mid uh, to late July to mid to late August. The, for some reason, the grass gets really thick with weeds and uh, like my my lawnmower stalls, and I ended up. So that's why initially I was looking at the tractor because I was like this this month, and it's, it just so happens to be the hottest month of the year, you know. Yeah. Um, and then when I was doing my research, I saw these plows, and I was like, oh my gosh, I get a plow. That would be awesome. <laughs> I get plow my driveway. Plow. I think honestly, I've always flirted with this notion because who doesn't want one of these vehicles? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Preston, your your driveway is pretty yard. Have you looked into a combine or a plow? Yeah, or? no. And by the way, is is tractor the name that's used now for those? I'd always called them riding mowers. Well, I'm both. No, I mean a lot of texts are coming in saying that it's a, yeah, it's a tractor. It's a tractor. Well, I mean, but you're probably thinking of your classic like farm tractor with the yeah. giant. We, like yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. like a Ren got into, into the tractor chicken fight. Yes, in, exactly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we could do that yeah. sometime using just mowers. We should just do that yeah, with regular mowers. I was yeah. thinking about a fight with an actual chicken for a second. <laughs> But it wasn't that. <laughs> as in, you use the chicken as your weapon, you throw them at each other? No, no, no. Or you're chickens fighting. fighting each other? No, you're it says fighting. here in the Bible, and we fought chickens. <laughs> Actually, a chicken you fight. You versus a chicken. Oh. A chicken fight is something you do in the pool where you put somebody on your shoulders. Right. Yeah. And then the, they fight each other right. above the pool. But playing chicken is when you drive two cars at each yeah. other. Yes. That's a, not a chicken fight. No, or I missed Tractors there, or snow plows. Yeah, exactly. But when well, I said random footloose. Yes. I'm holding out for a hero, guys. Oh, my God. Was that the song that, that was, was the song during the chicken? Bonnie uh, Tyler, wasn't it? Holding out for a hero. Also, he was effectively in Short Circuit 2. Yes. Good song. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. And he's got to have snow plows. Johnny Five is close to death. And yes. uh, poor mm. Michael McKeon has to... Los Locos kick your ass. <laughs> Los right. Locos kick your face. Okay. So anyhow, uh, we have snow on <laughs> With the snow information you can use. Yes. The President Steve show. That is correct. Los Locos Dude. kick your balls into outer I don't space. know. They spent a lot of time talking about short circuit. <laughs> I don't think he would have made it if he couldn't finish couldn't have finished it. I know. Uh, all right, anyhow, we should take a break because we do have some stuff to get to. We have the Bizarre File coming up in just a moment. We are also going to go live on Fox Good Day when we return. So let's see what those guys are up to. Stay with us because we will be back in just a moment. Find 93.3 WMMR at radio.com. Yes. Yes, you can. So if you don't know the lore of the Nor'easter bunny, um, he arrives only when the conditions are perfect. And it always has to do with the Nor'easters in our area. And uh, apparently his uh, his gift is to uh, bring leftover candy from Halloween. Yes. And hand it out only, to people. So, only old Halloween candy. It also has to be towards yeah. the end of Hanukkah. Right. So if you have the end of Hanukkah and a Nor'easter yeah. and uh, the conditions are such... Uh, he'll he'll bring it, but again, very timid, Preston. And yeah, very yeah. rare. It's like Bigfoot. Yeah, don't go anywhere near. Yeah, if you do see him. Maybe if you just drive by, uh, he might throw candy into your car as you drive by. That's his thing, That's and he does. He, does. I, he doesn't overhand it. He usually underhands it. Oh, he does. Yeah, I think. Okay, see, yeah. I haven't seen. Maybe we'll get video of him. Today. Yeah, that'd be I, great. I don't think there's ever been actual video of the Nor'easter Bunny. 
No, so I we'll don't think to, so. Yeah. I, I don't. Uh, artist renderings. It'd be great, yeah. But it might be like the Bigfoot. Uh, or the Jersey Devil. Or something yeah. like that. So we'll find out in a little bit. Uh, we'll be love, going live on Fox Good Day in about 30 seconds or so. A reminder, uh, the Christmas Miracle Annabelle Edition is coming up on the 22nd. Man, we have some good stuff to give away. Yeah. Um, a lot of our friends have, uh, have chipped in, like uh, Keswick Cycle and Revival of Spirits and Steven Singer Jewelers and Jenny's Cookies and Cream. We're going to have a lot of gifts to give away uh, on that particular day. Details are at WMMR.com. We're going to do this white elephant version of it. That's what we're calling the Annabelle edition of uh, the Polly Annabelle. Yes. Uh, so get yourself set and get your details. Music means you're going on Fox Good Day. Here we go. All right. So Preston and Steve, we want them to weigh in on this whole like snow day debate. Um, my kids are getting a half snow day and they're relieved. Do you think that they uh, should get a day off or should do the virtual school? Uh, we just talked about Steve, this. Go ahead. Yeah, I, know we, you have thoughts. I do have thoughts. I, I think it's. I, I think we're looking at the beginning of the end of the classic joy of childhood, which used to be getting the snow day off and being able to skip because now that all the mechanisms are in place for at-home learning, that's going to be a tough sell, right? Everything's there. And I think this was the plot from the beginning was to stop kids from having happiness uh, because that was just <laughs> one of the great joys of childhood. I say no. I'm taking the other side uh, because uh, I've seen when we've had really bad winters and then the kids have to go extra days into the summer, and that I think is worse than getting the uh, the joy. And listen, I loved snow days as a kid. Don't get me wrong about this. But getting off or having to, having to stay in school that much longer, I think, is a, is a drag. So, And if you do just enough snow days where they already have them planned in, and then you start, you know, some of the snow days we take and some of them we go virtual, I, you know, forget it. Go to school. Does that make that's sense? What I actually think they should do. I think in the beginning, because we haven't had a snow day for two years, and I think that's why a lot of our districts were seeing like Upper Darby and Radnor. They're like, the kids need a day off. So they said, here's a big one. We need some joy. Like, today we're giving you off. But it's so early. Normally we get them like in March or February. So I feel like <laughs> if you start doing the days now. <laughs> but they always hold like, they always say, and they, you know, we're thinking about continuing this, the school year throughout summer. So that they get, yeah. they're always trying to screw around. They do that to make kids incredibly nervous. And uh, I think, uh, I don't know. Kathy was talking about a situation where perhaps they do like you, know, they, you, you go and you do the uh, the learning in the morning supposedly, and then they let they they, they relax the the afternoon. Well, yeah, because then it's considered a school day, so that counts. But they still get partially a half snow day that they can go out and play. Hmm. That's exactly what my kids are doing, Kathy. They have a half virtual day this morning because they were going to revolt. They were just going to take it <laughs> off anyway. There's no, yeah. place, you know, they're like, we're going. Can you imagine? Yeah. Like they're yeah. staring out the window. Linda's right there. Your backyard is right there, but you can't run outside and go play in it. I want to see like 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 a fourth grader, like Norma Ray, with the uh, strike sign <laughs> up on the uh -huh. on the kitchen table. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> That was my first grader, so that's the best of both worlds. We'll be busy until I get home at around noon. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> but the thing the is, part of the joy was you don't have to go to school. So, like, you're not already going to school. Does it kind of take away a little bit? Like, I'm just at home. Th that's I what I think. Outside. I think also with sick days, too. Like, if, you, if you're, you yeah. know, if you're home, they could just say, remember, oh, your friend Billy's going to bring your uh, your school books home for you to do your deal. And if you're, it was a really good friend, he'd make sure he didn't do that. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, now all those all those little cheats and things, those little workarounds that you used to enjoy as a kid, I think they're going to go away. And then no, huh? the downside is you're going to learn. And no. who wants that? Yeah, yeah. come on. <laughs>
Who wants to do that? Yeah. <laughs> well, we hope you guys enjoy the snow, and uh, it's always good to see you. Thank All you, right. guys. You too, guys. We'll see you later. All right. Uh, we have Bizarre File stories, so we're ready to go. Let's get now, it. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. Brought to you by Omaha Steaks. You can visit omahasteaks.com. Type my name, Preston, in the search bar, and you get exclusive deals, including the Deluxe Grillers Assortment, which includes four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. Mm. Omahasteaks.com. Well, a New Orleans judge sentenced the man who admitted to tricking women into changing his diapers by feigning disabilities to five years of probation on Monday. <laughs> this slimy bastard. Yeah. Uh, Rutledge Diaz, uh, the fourth, by the way, must also maintain employment, uh, undergo internet addiction counseling, stay off social media, and complete 400 hours of community service. Stay off social media. Uh, yes. The guilty <laughs> plea puts an end to the strange criminal sa- saga uh, that came to light in November 2019 when Louisiana State Police arrested Diaz for <laughs> convincing a series of women to change his diapers. <laughs> Had, Miserable bastard. He had posed on uh, babysitting apps as the brother of a man named Corey with mental and physical disabilities. He convinced the women to treat Corey in, actual, in actuality, he himself, as if he were a child. At a court hearing after his arrest, two women spoke of their sense of betrayal when they found out that Diaz did not suffer from disabilities that he had claimed. You remember how bad you felt when you were changing adult diapers and realized the person was just scamming you? Yeah, totally. Yeah. It's very embarrassing. It is. Uh, he said that uh, lawyer, his lawyer said that he did suffer from mental health and substance abuse problems, and he described his actions as a response to childhood sexual trauma. Uh, he remained locked up until April when his lawyer successfully argued that his bail should be reduced to an amount that he could afford due to the threat uh, posed by COVID-19 to incarcerated people. Methamphetamine, he, by the way, pleaded guilty to possession of methamphetamines, oh. possession of drug paraphernalia, and four counts of human trafficking. Do you think he'd be looking at five years if it was just asking the women to burp him? Uh, no, I don't yeah. think he would be. <laughs> a Florida golfer was caught on camera retrieving his ball from a particularly dangerous hazard. It was on the tail of an alligator. Whoa. A big alligator. Kyle Downs said that he and his brother were at the Coral Oaks Golf Course when a ball landed on the gator's tail. Downs shared video showing his brother sneaking up on the alligator to grab the ball off its tail. The player quickly grabs the ball, and the alligator, apparently startled, darts into the water. The alligator in the video has been spotted before. It's known as Charlie to the golfers. Now, there are rules, right? You've, we've talked about them. Rules about if a, if a ball ends up on an animal or something like yes, that? Yes, there are. Yeah. And it also depends on what kind of animal it is. It's very weird. The, yeah. the, the rules in golf are extremely specific, and they do involve animals, birds, dogs, <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah it's funny. Uh, Wisconsin residents are being urged by health officials to pass on eating a traditional holiday dish this year to avoid getting sick. So this is Wisconsin and a cannibal sandwich considered a holiday favorite in the state consists of raw ground beef on bread with sliced onions, salt and pepper. Nick, that sounds like something you might like. I will it, have one. It's a raw <laughs> hamburger sandwich with onions. You're not supposed to eat raw hamburger meat. It says eating raw hamburger meat is never recommended because of the bacteria it can contain, according to the Wisconsin Department of Health Services. Uh, the DHS, which said it issues this reminder annually, elaborated on its warning in another social media post. You know what I love? Meat. He said many Wisconsin families... 
Consider them to be a holiday tradition, but eating them poses a threat for salmonella, E. coli, uh, and then a few other things that I don't even know how to pronounce on this list. Villanova. That can make you sick. And no, it doesn't matter where you buy your beef. Ground beef should always be cooked to an internal temperature of 160 degrees Fahrenheit, health officials added. Yeah. There are hundreds of people in the Midwest who are sickened after eating cannibal sandwiches each holiday season, according to the U.S. Department of Agriculture. There was an actor years ago who was a big proponent of eating raw. He said it was very medicinal. It was actually good for your health, and then he died from it. Yeah. He died from it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, there are a lot of people that get very, very sick, and some die from doing that. So don't eat your cannibal sandwiches. A Florida woman has sh- was uh, shocked by an early morning visitor that had made herself at home uh, at, in her Christmas tree, and it was a raccoon. Early Thursday morning, Aubrey uh, Iacobelli was woken up by her dog growling. She said, I have a doggy door. My dog sleeps right in front of that door. I hear the, her going in and out all night, and I wake up and I hear her barking outside. She asked her Amazon Alexa to turn on the lights and saw her dog was staring at the Christmas tree and barking. She said, I just knew that there was something there that shouldn't have been there, mm. and I see a furry body in the Christmas tree. <laughs> she grabbed a frying pan uh, to try and get the animal, uh, which she thought was a cat, out of her tree. She said, I didn't want to hurt the animal. I just wanted it outside of the house. So she grabbed a frying pan. <laughs> well, of course, the best defensive weapon ever. Uh, that's when the raccoon finally came out of the tree and revealed itself. Agabelli and her dog. Please don't hurt me. I'm just looking for a home. Uh, spotted the raccoon on the side of the tree, and the dog jumped towards it, knocking over the tree. The raccoon ran o- away, uh, jumped on my chandelier, she said, where it swung there for like 30 minutes. <laughs> After chasing the raccoon out of her house for an hour, it finally went back outside. By using the dog door that it used to enter the house. So, you know, raccoon in in day, run away, right? Raccoon at night, everything's all right. Akabelli said her advice to others in a similar situation is call animal control and just have a sense of humor about the situation. A pair of pups in the Philippines were caught in the act eating their human brother's homework. Actually, the dog (laughs) ate the homework in this case. So the long-used lie is proven to be true. In a clip captured by security cameras inside a home, Darren Lambin and his cousin JB were asleep when an apparently hungry husky crept into the dark room where his pug pal was already waiting, seated on one of the men's chests. The larger dog named Sam can be seen sniffing around the room before coming across a few sheets of paper on a desk where a PlayStation controller was being used as a paperweight, and it didn't work. The dog handily dragged the documents down onto the ground and began tearing away. Soon, Sam and the smaller dog, Mayor, could be seen grappling with what turned out to be the teenager's homework. The schoolmates were reportedly confused to find their work shredded on the floor when they woke up. And it wasn't until they viewed the footage that they realized the dogs had literally eaten their homework. Do your dogs shred stuff? Not anymore. Okay. Because uh, that particular breed is known to do that. Yeah, yeah. Just um, uh, like the toys that we get them out Okay. They, but they used to tear up everything. <laughs> everything. Do you ever see the, the footage on the, the America's Funny Some Videos where the, do- the mail comes to the slot in the door and the dogs just rip it apart? No. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Uh, so the age-old excuse may, in fact, have been invented around the turn of the century. I didn't know that. The earliest known reference came from a 1905 issue of the Welsh American magazine, uh, The Cambrian, where music critic William Ap Modoc had recalled an antidote of a young 
minister losing half his sermon to his dog's belly. I was going to talk about the bombing of Pearl Harbor today, but my dog gave my speech. (laughs) (laughs) It's old, man. All right, and there you go. That's what we have in uh, the Bizarre File this morning. All right, we're going to take a break and come back in a second. Um, Has there been a spotting? Guys. I saw him. Uh, Are you serious? You did? It was a a quick sighting. Uh, He was scampering about. uh, In Ballack-Hinwood. In Ballack, yeah. Get out of here. I I had to get something out of my car. And, well, listen, I'm I'm pretty sure I saw him. Uh, Nick is talking about the Nor'easter Bunny. We said the conditions are optimum. We were hoping... I mean, this rare. This is like a Halley's Comet frequency wow. event. So, okay. By the way, if you do encounter him, you have to sort of trill a little bit, like. Yeah, that's what. That's yeah. the noise. Yeah. You have to yes. That'll soothe him. And will that will that then get him to throw, throw candy, candy to you? To you. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Everybody. Okay. All right. Dear God. I'm glad you remembered that. I remember a lot of it because it's 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 in the un, it, uh, there is a, a chapter that a lot of people don't know within the Torah mm-hmm. that right. mentions the nor'easter mm-hmm. bunny. Well, let's see if uh, maybe we can send Connor out and he can he can see if he can find him and if he can track him down. How's his trilling game? Well, we'll have to we'll see if we can track him down and maybe just maybe we can get the nor'easter bunny okay. on the phone uh, to talk mm-hmm. to us. I know he's very very timid, but. Um, but he's got candy to share. Yes. Okay. Old Halloween candy. That's right. We'll be back in just a moment. Maybe we'll maybe we'll get him on. Stay with us. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Acme is continuing their commitment to getting through this new normal together. And that means everyone's health, well-being, safety, and satisfaction, yours and their employees, continues to be their number one goal. They're keeping your essentials in stock. And that includes your New Year, New You foods. Keep an eye out for Acme's large selection of USDA-certified O-Organics and Open Nature products featured exclusively in Acme Isles. Find great food you can naturally feel good about at Acme. Fresh foods, local flavors. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Guys, I have amazing news. What? Amazing what? news. We sent Connor out. We we told you that the conditions were optimum to see a certain mythical being today. And sure enough, it looks like it's happening. Connor went out and we had, and Nick thought he saw a flash of pink out of the window here. <laughs> And uh, the Nor'easter Bunner is, oh is, is in oh, Bella Kinwood, wow. and Connor was, he just essentially, he set the phone down, and then he went, right. like we that, know. and it called him over, and he we, he's on the hotline now. The, the Nor'easter the Bunny, Bunny right is now. on the hotline right, now. So do we yes. have, you have to be, remember, when you talk to him, Preston, uh, soothing tones. Okay, okay, so hang on, <laughs> let's try this out. This has never been done okay. before. The mythical creature. I mean, people haven't even gotten pictures of this thing yet. The nor'easter bunny. <laughs> let, let me. Nor'easter bunny, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Ah! Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, oh my God! Nor'easter Buddy, we're, we're so happy that you're that you're in our area. That's a that's a wonderful thing. How how are you feeling today? I'm feeling nice and chippy on this lovely morning. <laughs> He's so happy. He is, I am. You're, now we know. Listen, as 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 told in the in the in the Torah, you arrive uh, if the, if there is a nor'easter, and that is, coincides with uh, the end of Hanukkah, as we come into the holiday season, Christmas. If the everything is right, and we're looking at no snowfall right now, it's on the precipice of the nor'easter. You come and deliver old Halloween candy to the good boys and girls of Philadelphia. <laughs> That is absolutely correct, and I must say it is a fine day to be out here. (laughs) (laughs) And the thing that everyone talks about is how flamboyantly gay you are. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, And and by the way, and and Connor described him to me. He looks like a pink nightmare. Uh, You will, you will, yes, you you will see. What's that? that I look like a pink nightmare, but I think I look like a pink dream. Oh, <laughs> that's beautiful. That's I, I like, I, I love the Nor'easter Bunny even more now because of the attitude. Yeah. Listen, because again, juxtaposed with what's going to be some formidable weather, it would be great if you could hunker down with some old Halloween candy. Yeah. Uh, okay. Attention! I've been getting here. Everyone has been so friendly and happy, especially the SEPTA drivers. <laughs> so, I, and with that, Connor, let me know that he is essentially at the intersection of Route One, City Avenue, and Belmont. So he's in front of the Chili's, which I think <laughs> yeah, is one of your wonderful establishment. Chili's. It's it's one of the Nor'easter Bunny's favorite places to eat. Is it not? Yes. It I is love the baby back, baby back. <laughs> And Nor'easter Bunny, that is one of the three chain restaurants mentioned in the Old Testament, correct? Uh, I need you to say that again. There's a little bit of a siren happening. It's okay. Chili's is one of the chain restaurants mentioned in the Old Testament. Oh, uh, yes. I think it came after Friday. (laughs) And Applebee's. So, I want, it's weird. I can't really uh, identify the accent he, <laughs> that our bunny has. It uh, switches a little bit. Yeah. Yes. Do, do we know where the, the Nor'easter bunny comes from, or is that a mystery? Nor'easter bunny, any chance that you could answer that question? No, because we have Santa Claus, who is from the North Pole. I have no idea where the Nor'easter bunny calls home. Uh, I remember I was born in a Dunkin' Donut. Uh, <laughs> ah. You, you know, okay. not, that's not what I was. Nor'easter yeah, no, Bunny, I, I, I detect a little of some of a, like a Rocky impression. Uh, <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Those Rocky movies are my favorite. Would you, would you indulge us? Can you do a Rocky impression? Well, you know, there, it's funny you mention that because he does a lot of yo, yo, yo as well. So sometimes I impersonate and go, yo, yo, yo. So that's where Santa has ho, ho, ho. You have the yo, yo, yo the way you just did it. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. It's wonderful, isn't it? It's glorious. Okay, so so I just want to clarify uh, for people who who might be driving by, and I I guess you'll have to be in the northbound lanes of, of Route 1, 
at Belmont, as you're going by in the Chili's, is on your right-hand side, that the nor'easter bunny, if you have your passenger side window rolled down, yes. will throw old Halloween candy, as is the tradition, yes. into your car. Years ago in the desert, that's what the nor'easter bunny would do right. when you know snowstorms would hit the desert. Right. He would throw candy into the automobiles uh, yes. on the passenger side. Yeah. <laughs> and yes. so, uh, what, what types of uh, of candy do you have this year to, to give away Nor'easter Bunny? Oh, it was a bountiful harvest. We've got Reese's and Hershey's and Almond Joys. And, is that a different kind of joy? I don't know. Uh, uh, more Reese's. Joy. All right. The Joy okay. Luck Club. It's okay. all there. Okay. Um, and and we will encourage people to, as they go by, to not only honk your horn, but to go as well. Uh, because it comes, yes, yes, right. it's very soothing to you, and and we want to remind people to not approach you because you're you're very timid, right? Yes, that is a very good observation, very appropriate on you, good sir. And you're also crawling with the COVID, so we yeah. want to make sure that you're uh, you're uh, you're 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 uh, properly distanced. As now is the tradition, I thought for the hurling of the of the uh, old Halloween candy. As the legend goes, you underhand it into the uh, passenger's window, correct? Uh, yes. You know, I don't want to, you know, beam it at somebody like a Kirk Dilly fastball. <laughs> right. Or, or like, I don't know, like a glob of nacho cheese or something like that, right? Oh, heavens no, no. That's, a, that's not a memory anybody wants to revisit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, Nor'easter Bunny, can I hear you do the trill? Because... I mean, it's legendary. We just do an impersonation of you going. Well, I will try, but I must admit, you guys are doing much better. So oh, you thank you, thank you. It's more like yeah. Wayne's World. That's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the accent. Yeah, well, we can't. It that's his thing. We're, Listen, do, I, we're apparently we're, we're doing a terrible impersonation. Well, it, whatever it is, it soothes him. So when you pull up with your automobile, remember you cannot get out of the car. We have to be safe. Yes, and then you don't want to scare him away. So you trill, and then uh, the nor'easter bunny will approach, uh, lower your window, and he will. In- doing an impersonation right here. Oh well, <laughs> toss them some candy, nor'easter bunny. Fantastic! These people in Philadelphia have been amazing. Spot on. <laughs> now he's British. Spot on. That's what I mean. Yes. Like, where is he from? Listen, Steve. He's like Santa Claus. He speaks all languages. Yes. That's right. He's yeah. from That's everywhere. right. You remember in Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street when yeah. he talked to that little girl from Germany? That's correct. Yeah. He can he can definitely converse in all languages. It's a, it's yeah. an incredible talent. Um, and uh, how did you how did you get to the area? I, I assume you you rode. On a on a snow cloud or something like that, right? Well, you would think so. Uh, that covered half of the distance. Uh, the other way, I just kind of uh, hitchhike. People would call it hitchhike. Yes. Okay. You hitchhiked. Uh-huh. A lot of people don't know, and I'm sure you'll agree with this, Nor'easter. In the earliest days of Saint Nicholas, Santa Claus he hitchhiked around the world, and then realized he needed something more efficient. Yeah. Apparently, the ladies don't like it when you tell them you're a hitchhiker. <laughs> That's what. That's what's killing that's, it for you. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's, that's, that's why you're not getting a lot of action. At some point, you need a vehicle. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> wise words from the Nor'easter yeah. Bunny. So, uh, Nor'easter Bunny, what what is your traditional uh, holiday garb? What are you wearing? Now, you're you are a pink bunny. You're a large pink bunny. Yes. And what what do you wear on this special day when the Nor'easter Bunny arrives? Uh, well, you know. 
sometimes I would like to put in a little bit of, uh, you know, the green elf Lederhosen. But actually, I think it was Steve that gave me this wonderful hat. Yes. I've been, oh, I've been wandering around with this lovely hat, and it has been, made me feel like a proper gentleman here in Philadelphia. Okay. So you see, uh, the hat would be very reminiscent of something you might find, like in Alice in Wonderland. Ah, uh, okay. So, uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, and I'm so glad you accepted the gift. To be honest, it was purchased with the hopes that we'd see you, and now that you have it and are wearing it, it's a, it's a, it's an honor, Nor'easter Bunny. Yes, I know the character is the Mad Hatter, but I just feel like the Glad Hatter. <laughs> the Glad Hatter. Glad, yes. Any other, any other accessories that you're wearing? Uh, I also have a large clock, which is funny because I thought it was reminiscent of the person Flavor Flav. Yes. But it was actually supposed to be another reference to said Mad Hatter. Actually, it is a a, a, a tribute to Flavor Flav. So you're uh, you were spot on the first time, Nareesh, oh, buddy. Yes. Well, then that Connor didn't give me the right information. <laughs> okay, that I got Connor. You. Connor is, is a helper technically. I see that you carry your. We're, we're looking at a picture that Connor took and and sent over to us, which is amazing. Uh, I see that you carry your uh, your old Halloween candy, which is the tradition, in a milk crate. <laughs> Um, Are there any magical properties to that milk crate, or is it just a standard milk crate that you pick up anywhere? I don't really know anything about the milk crate. Well, it was a standard milk crate, and then I put one of my spells on it, and now I get unlimited Wawa chocolate milk. (laughs) Wow. Do you know they say there's a very special thing about that milk crate, uh, Nor'easter Bunny, that if you put candy in that and go out to a street corner, it magically makes your dignity disappear. What was that? I- Don't worry about it. That's yeah, okay. You're good. Um, well, well, this is an honor, uh, Nor'easter Bunny. Um, we'll, we'll let you do your thing, so people should come by and honk their horn and trill, and, and you will throw candy into their vehicle, right? Absolutely. Underhanded. I don't want anyone losing their eye. That's right. You're so. We love that you're so concerned about people's safety, and we're serious. This is really top quality. It's almost as if someone purchased it. Uh, with the hopes of giving out really good candy on Halloween, but never got to, and forgot about it in their trunk. But uh, that's not the case at all. No, it's not at what all. you do. Yeah. Uh, well, Nor'easter Bunny, it's an honor. Maybe we'll check back in with you in a few minutes. Okay. Very well. It was a pleasure talking to you. Fine people here in Philadelphia. Uh, and yo 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 to you, sir. Yo yo and yo. All right. <laughs> Nor'easter so Bunny. Good. Wow. 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 That's uh, magical. I had no idea. Like the chocolate milk bit. Yeah, that was good too. Um, so, uh, so if you do see him, uh, honk and uh, and maybe we'll get some candy this morning on it's your magnificent. drive. Magnificent. He's socially distant and uh, he's wearing gloves, so you know he's, he's not touching the candy too. I think he's so. wearing a mask too. Uh, yeah, you're right. He is he's wearing, wearing a mask because he's very to, yeah. I meant to ask him about that. He's very conscientious. So this the, honestly going from person as you talk Wait. about. A sighting here or there, perhaps, yeah. to actually having a full blown conversation with him. D- looking at this picture, does he have two sets of ears? Does he have four ears? Does that make him stand well, out? He's wearing a hat over with, with his, ears coming ears, out of the, yeah. the ear, ears are coming out of the hat. Yeah, he's a four ear person. He's a four ear bunny, which is part of his yeah. uh, mystical, yeah. uh, you know, uh, legend. Oh, wait. Makes, what? Somebody just pulled up. Get away from me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some wow. people are more welcoming than others in this city. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from me, you crumb. <laughs> wow. You that's, pulled up to him. Uh, that's the Nor'easter bum. <laughs> Get away from me. He's had it. He's really. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs>
All right. Anyway, uh, the the nor'easter bunny is real. That's get away from me. <laughs> he's not happy. That's why does he? Why is he even hanging out if he knows he doesn't want it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, um, by the way, uh, I had mentioned this earlier, and maybe this is a good time to uh, to bring this up. And it's kind of a connoisseur moment, oh. if you will. Uh, yes, if we could have the music, that'd be great because this is a celebrity. Uh, connoisseur it's thing. the first time we've had a celebrity component to the connoisseur, so that's why we're rolling with this. So uh, this is a story that uh, that Steve sent over to the connoisseur, and I found this very interesting. And uh, it start the article starts off talking about uh, uh, according to Rosie O'Donnell, the official start of the Christmas season is known when she gets her holiday gift from Tommy, who she means to in in reference to Tom Cruise. Yeah. And so apparently for about a decade, Tom, who we heard wigging out earlier on that uh, clip, if you missed it earlier, this is him on the set of uh, the Mission Impossible, current Mission Impossible movie. We are the gold standard. You're back here in Hollywood making movies right now because of us. Because they believe in us and what we're doing. He's upset about his family. I'm on the phone with every studio at night. Insurance companies. Producers. We had a clarification. Bakeries. Yeah, Bakeries. Nor'easter Bunny. Yeah, so uh, anyhow, it, it, it was actually, you know, there's uh, uh, people were uh, uh, going against the COVID uh, protocols, and he got upset about it because he doesn't want the production to get yeah, set down. shut it down. Shut down. So anyhow, uh, for about a decade, Tom has been gifting his friends and co-stars and TV show hosts a signature item. It is called the White Chocolate Coconut Bunt Cake from Doan's Bakery, which is a small family-run business in Woodland Hills, California. Hmm. And it's become the stuff of legends uh, for uh, his celebrity uh, friends and and people on his list. Top flight, upper tier celebrities now look forward to this cake. And basically, the business owners, I believe, Preston, say... It's what's kept the business alive over the years. That, yeah, that that particular item has yes, yeah. uh, because of Tom's. Right now, they don't they don't promote it as the Tom Cruise cake, right. but word is out and it's kept them afloat, oh. uh, especially in current times because people still want to get this particular cake. So uh, apparently, uh, Jimmy Fallon calls it unbelievable. Kirsten Dunn says it's one of the best cakes I've ever had. Henry Cable describes it as the most decadent, most amazing cake, and Barbara Walters uh, digs into it on the View as well. And they try to remain on the superstars' nice list for next year so that they can get it as well. Uh, while speaking about his cake gifting in 2018, Tom said that he doesn't consume sugar when he's training for his high-profile movies, which is pretty much all the time. So he said, <clears throat> excuse me, I send cakes to everyone, and I wait for the calls uh, from the recipients to hear how good the cakes are. And I'm like, tell me about it. Yeah. So Eric, Stud. Eric Doan, who runs the Doan's Bakery with his mother, Karen said the funny thing is we've been doing that cake for a quarter of a century um that's 25 years it's a coconut bunt cake with chunks of sweet white chocolate layers of cheese frosting and dusted with toasted coconut flakes and his mom is now who's now 78 started making it when the business opened in 1984 uh he said it's just a unique cake that we dreamt up 25 years ago and we've always done it for different cafes restaurants and caterers as they are uh, largely a wholesale business. He said it's taken on that moniker of the Tom Cruise cake, if you will, but we don't advertise it in that way. Uh, Dolan said that uh, their first famous customer who enjoyed the cake was probably Diane Keaton. Diane Keaton. <clears throat> yep. Annie Hall. Uh, Keaton and Cruise's then-wife Katie Holmes, who has a notorious sweet tooth, were filming in 2008 a movie called Mad Money in Shreveport, Louisiana, and both women claimed 
that they knew the best place to get a cake. So each one of them ordered and had their selection flown in. Uh, Keaton's from Doan's Bakery with Cruz doing a taste test to pick the winner. So Tom is the one that was that was picking the winner, uh, which was the coconut bunt cake that he's now been gifting longer than that particular marriage lasted. It, it looks it looks pretty damn good. Now, yeah, it now good. for Nick, it's not a, it's a deal breaker because of the coconut. However. Uh, the vanilla and all of that stuff does make it look very well, rich. It's, it's not vanilla. It's white chocolate. White oh, white chocolate. chocolate. I tell you I'm... what, if Tom Cruise bought me a cake, I'd suck it up. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, I'd yeah. eat coconut. Eat the coconut, yeah. But you so, know what? They probably have it without coconut, you know? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. It's a 10-inch cake, mm. which is about $50. They do have smaller sizes. Uh, if you want to order through Gold Belly, it's about $100. Uh, they ship gourmet food nationwide if you want to order through them. Uh, and and it says is uh, they do a food nationwide is that the fancy gift wrapping treatment uh, is done by Cruz's, stream, so, Cruz's team. So <clears throat> when he sends it, he actually orders it and sends it off to a gift wrapping company that does this really ornate wrap job on it yeah. uh, and then uh, sends it out. So it looks really cool, too. Um, so anyhow, it's been a tough year for this business, small businesses alike. Uh, and Doan said this year has been really r- rough ride in March and April. We wondered if we were going to be able to stay open, uh, as the businesses, as all the businesses that they sold wholesale to, uh, started shutting down because yeah. of the pandemic. Yeah. But he said, now I'm spun like a top as November and December, typically his busiest months keep them busy. The saving grace was upping the frequency in which they ship it on gold belly which opposite of Doan's website isn't as shy about uh, playing up the Tom Cruise angle. So uh, they have a list of the flavors that are here that this uh, Doan's, uh, they have chocolate fudge cake, peanut butter fudge cake, white chocolate fudge cake, white chocolate coconut cake. These are their various bunt cakes. Right. And the white chocolate raspberry blueberry cake, uh, and then the coffee cake, pineapple upside down cake. Those all look good. I'd try the pineapple upside down cake. I'd peanut butter fudge cake. No. Oh, I love pineapple. Cooked fruit. fruit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Even if it's fruit that's been cooked and then is cold, like on a cake, cakes aren't served hot. Oh, yeah, no. Okay. No. See, I would do the white no. chocolate. Normally, I don't like white chocolate, but if it, it seems like the white chocolate is more of the icing than anything else, right? I'm not sure. Yeah. I, I, I would take a crack at the chocolate fudge cake, though. That looks rather right. wonderful. So, my daughter's birthday was on Saturday, and my wife's birthday was in uh, September. And on both birthdays, Steve, I made cakes from scratch. Not a box cake, but an actual, like, from scratch cake. And they are damn good, and I think I found my new thing. You like baking. <laughs> well, I don't necessarily like baking. What I, You know, anybody you like can... like boasting. I, I do like boasting. Um, anybody can bake out of a box, right? But, right. like, the, the idea that, like, you're just taking all this stuff from scratch, and you're making this thing, and um, it is it is so decadent. And when you are making it from scratch, you realize how unhealthy it really is. I mean, when right, sticking... when it's just the powder and you add an, add an egg, you're, you're like, this isn't bad. This isn't that bad. When you're adding <laughs> three sticks of butter yeah, and yeah. cake flour and, you know, sugar, uh, all that sugar and all that stuff, it's like, okay, well, this is why it tastes That's why the athletes good. eat it. <laughs> no, that's why, you know, like like cookies and stuff like that. You see what goes into those? Uh-huh. Yeah. You're like, okay. So all it's right. better to not see that. It's better yeah. to it, not see that. It's why you don't hang that. around the hot dog factory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> Same thing. 
What's going in this? Uh, so if you want to order these cakes, you can, man. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I guess the gold belly is the way you have to do it. So you're going to spend 100 bucks on a cake. So you got to justify that. Well, if you have a Tom Cruise fan in your life or someone who's a fan of Mission Impossible, uh, you could send them the cake. Now, the uh, gold belly here says it's sold out at the $99 White chocolate. Yeah. By the way, Casey, the 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 white chocolate says coconut bundt cake with chunks of sweet white chocolate. Sweet white chocolate. Uh, So I guess that might be inside. I don't know. Layers of cheese frosting. So that's the frosting that you see. It's cheese frosting, and dusted with toasted uh, coconut flakes. The frosting that I made for these cakes, the, the cake itself had three sticks of butter in it. The frosting had three sticks of butter in it. Yeah, I mean that's, that's six sticks of butter. That's yeah, six, <laughs> I went six sticks, on, man. And not only that, <laughs> let me do my math. Take it a calculator, and then you, your your silverware was made out of butter that you used to eat it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just going to check to see if the math was right. <laughs> Can you do it, the math? Right, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank right, you very much. You, got it. you forgot to carry the one. It's yeah. fourteen sticks of butter. But I do have a question. the The cake itself, after you let it like sit and cool off and all that, it has. Why does it talk to you? It has more of a um, like a pound cakey. Um, mm-hmm. uh, texture to it, and I want to make it fluffier and cakier. And I don't know if maybe I should switch instead of using like a heavy cream, use a milk, or it I don't know. Might have to do now. Listen, baking is not my thing, but sometimes in the preparation, when you are um, stirring the ingredients together, yeah, um, I know that sometimes, like in with cookies, if you are if you're whipping it to um, too much. If, if you're using like a mixer on a high speed or something like mm-hmm. that, they can come out really dense. Okay. Now, if you do it, if you do like a folding technique, then you get it. It it, it allows it to be a little bit more airy, I think, or something like that, or it allows it to be a little bit more okay uh, fluffy. Now, I don't know if the same thing for cakes. I have I'm no using... idea. But sometimes, sometimes it's not the ingredient. Sometimes it's the technique you use while yeah. you're making. They'll it. give specific instructions yep. on if you are whipping something, like to not. Over whip it, you yeah. know, for whip whatever it reason. Good. Right. That's like uh, like pancake mixture. You're you're not supposed to overdo that, uh-huh. and then you're supposed to actually let it sit for a few minutes uh, before, before you start you, making pancakes. If you use, and it he- can make a difference. It makes them fluffier. If you use heavy cream to make your own whipped cream, which I do a lot, you can actually over whip it, so it'll go from like a liquid to like a whipped cream texture, like, and then butter, and then yeah, yeah. Like- oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Casey, my mom's a really good baker, and so for her, like literally, the whisking of the butter has something to do with it too. Like for how long you've done it, and then. Yep. Um, I believe sifting of the flour can make a difference too. So, well, sifting, whipping, whisking. Yeah, seriously, like all these little um, things have a lot to do with the final, final consistency at the end of it. Yeah. Well, the type of flour is really important as well, and so that's why with this right. cake, I was using actual cake flour, which I instead um, of enriched flour, instead of enriched oh, flour. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, and and with my wife's cake, um, they didn't have cake flour, so I had to make my own cake flour, which is just regular flour and cornstarch mixed up. That could have blown up. It could. Yeah, but it didn't. It's worse than running a little meth lab. I also delicious. didn't know the flour has an expiration date. And you guys remember I went to that cookie exchange and like totally <laughs> bombed all my cookies, right? And like refused to bring them because they were so bad. Yeah, yeah. My flour had expired, and that was the reason. Oh, okay. Hang on a second. Heather's got a suggestion. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Happy holidays. Happy. Hey, thank you. And uh, good morning, it to you. I'll return <laughs> with. Uh... Hi. So, Heather, you have a, a recommendation for uh, the flour when baking. Yes, my best friend is like top-notch baker, and she said that if you sift the flour, your cakes will come out dense. So if anything requires... 
just flour. Don't go ahead and sift it unless it specifies it. Okay. 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 Right, so now let me, let me ask you about cake flour because somebody was telling me that cake flour is essentially like, um, especially sifted flour. Do you know if that's true or not? I've I've never used cake flour. She's never used cake flour, so I guess that's a job for Google. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All, right. All right. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. So, uh, yeah, there's there's stuff about the techniques in there that can change the mm-hmm. consistency of it. So. Look, at, it's the it's the Tom Cruise cake. The yeah. cake is what he sends as a gift to all his Hollywood bigwigs. Bun cakes are good, man. I don't have I, love them, a- I don't have them that often, but when I do, I'm like, why do I not, why do I not dive into well, a bunt more often? A wealthy businessman. You don't have time for bun cakes, man. All right, uh, let's see. All right, I have some other connoisseur stories. Oh, all right, if we're in there, let's go. Let's go elbow deep. Uh, let's go with, uh, this one since we're talking about sweets. Um, Pepperidge Farm says it's facing cookie supply issues this holiday season. We're facing cookie supply issues at Pepperidge Farm. Uh, the Camden, New Jersey-based Campbell's Soup Company, of course, who we know and love. Love them. Makes Pepperidge Farm cookies and said in an earnings call last week that it's dealing with supply constraints in its cookie division. In the cookie chain? (laughs) Caused by labor shortages and higher demand due to the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, two varieties in particular may be in short supply this year. Bordeaux and one of my favorites, the Chess Man. What? Chess Man? I don't yeah. know that one. Ooh. It's kind of like, like a, a cracker. It's like a shortbread cookie. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. It's like a shortbread cookie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love those. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking they're, about. They're, they're yes. Nothing crazy fancy. Yep. They're just really good. They and they're embossed be... with, a, with, a, with a little chess, chess plate. Yeah, yeah. 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 They might be Peace. my favorite non-chocolate-based yes. cookie. I'm really, Nick? Yeah, no, I Nick. If you've had them with chocolate on the bottom of them, dark chocolate it is. Uh, they're wonderful. They, they have come a, with that as well. They have a variation with chocolate uh-huh. on them. Yeah, I guess I'll have to try those. All right, too. I need to see a picture of what this looks like because uh, apparently I've been missing out for forty five. Right, you know that picture that the big uh, heavy uh, black guy sitting on the edge of the bed? Yes. It looks that, nothing like that. It. It, looks it looks nothing, nothing like, like that. that. Okay. Those are some of my favorite cookies. Like I'm not sure if there's any one that they make that I don't like. Uh, there's one that they make that is really good, and I always forget the name of it. Here's the Chess Man. Yep. Uh, okay. Chess Man, oh. I guess I should say, Casey. Okay. But there's one. It's two thin cookies that have a brownish look to them, and in the middle is a, a dark chocolate you know, Milano? glue that holds. It's not Milano. Milano is a, a whiter cookie. Those are really good, too. Okay. Oh, so this but is these are circular cookie. and small, and they're crispy. But the chocolate in the middle, yeah. and I'm telling you. I know what you're talking about. They're delicious. I Pepperidge love Farm? those. Yes. Like and they're Pepperidge Farm for sure. Like on, on when I when I uh, stay at the hotel on really bad snow lights, nights like tonight, because you get a little bad. Oh, the, the Brussels. Brussels. That's them. Yes. Yeah, Brussels are, re- uh, Brussels oh. are really good. They're a little so crunchy. They're crunchier. Oh, yeah. They're better oh, for yeah. milk. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shoot. I love those. So the Pepperidge get Farm- away from me. Back up! We're gonna shoot. The Pepperidge Farm cookies was like get away from me. That was our special treat that my mom would pick up at the grocery store. Okay, get oh. away from me! I just had Brussels and I'm gonna shoot. Get away from me! Yeah, like a freaking fire hose. You ever um, put the Milanos in the freezer? Oh no! No! no. Oh yeah! <laughs> Double dark chocolate, Steve. Milano I in the freezer. I <laughs> No. I'm telling you. Give friend. me those cookies. Give me those cookies, you ponytail wearing bastard. You're less than a man. <laughs> You're a man. Preston, oh, it's so not good. real fruit. It's the Verona with the strawberry in it, so I'm okay with that. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Okay, you like those? Yeah. You're a fickle dame. You're a fickle dame. <laughs> wow. Uh, I hate to break into this. Uh, but we're getting sightings oh. of the nor'easter well, no. bunny. Yes. Oh wow. Uh, let me go to some calls. I have uh, Brian online. Hey Brian, good morning. Rock. 
rock and roll. Yeah, baby. What's up, Brian? We seen the Northeastern Bunny, happy and proud, waving his hands on City Line Avenue, dressed from pink from head to toe. Did oh, you saw him. Did you get any candy? Now, we were just about to stop to, ca- to get candy until we found out it's two months old from Halloween. Okay, I got you. I understand. It's not everybody's it's not cup of tea. It's been sealed. It has been Two months. Yeah. I, that's Thank like you. nothing for candy. I know. I know. It lasts keep I it know, until next year. Well, listen, uh, some people have their you know, they have different specifications. I'll go to Gregory. Hey, Gregory, how you doing? Hey, I just left your Easter Bunny. He was very, very generous. He was generous? Very generous. He gave me this big scoop, so I opened the sunroof. And she put it in the sunroof, and he said, you want some more? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll take some more. And so he, that, wow. that, that's just it. Now, did you do the cooing to attract him? You know what? I, he gave me so much. I'm trying to dig it out of the crevices <laughs> in, the, in yeah. the car in the pocket. Wow. But, in the summer. But, Greggy. But this, candy, this candy hasn't expired. I'm going to reach peanut butter cup now. It says October 2021. There you go. There's just a couple of weeks. Yeah, whatever you do, Gregory, do not eat the loose raisinets. <laughs> yeah. All right. Those are Gregory. rabbit turds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, from the, you know, the Nor'easter Bunny. Yeah. yeah. Did course. you guys know the Nor'easter Bunny can dance? Uh, I didn't I until know. I saw the video, and yeah. apparently he does. Uh, Nick, this will be, won't make any sense to uh, some of our, most of our younger listeners, but Steve, I think he's doing the Freddy in this is particular he? Uh, oh, yes, video. Wow. You guys know what the Freddy is? Uh-huh. Uh, it's uh it's the dance he's doing, by okay. the way. Um, let me go hang on a couple of calls uh, concerning uh, the butter and cake flour and all that stuff. So I'm going to go to Kyle. Hey, Kyle, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. First time calling. Oh. Thanks, man. What's up, Kyle? Okay, so uh, what you guys are saying about the density of the cake, that's mostly related to the amount of butter in the recipe. Um, that's why pound cake has so much butter. It makes a very dense, rich cake. Oh. So cake. You have to either use a different type of fat or find a way to incorporate more gas into the mixture, like either through air. Like ethanol? No, no. You know what? Let me ask you if this makes sense uh, to you, Kyle. A lot of people will use, like, applesauce as a substitute to uh, Mm. when they're making cakes for butter. Does that make sense? It will will moisten the cake, but it won't necessarily help the lightness. Okay. You're introducing more liquid, which doesn't have the ability to hold gas. So that comes back to the, the flour choice. Cake flour has a lower protein content as opposed to bread flour. So bread flour is made with a high protein content so it can make a gluten structure and can hold the gas that's produced from the yeast. Okay. But bread and flour has a lower protein content, which means that when you use it to make baked goods, it makes them more tender instead of tough. All right. Well, you know, you obviously know your stuff. Yeah. yeah. Are you a scientist or a Chef or a I, cake I, assist? I, I, I actually am a scientist, but okay. I'm also, I also like to cook and bake a lot. I have a little catering gig on the side. Nice. Oh. Hey, Kyle, I have a quick question then. Um, so if the cake for that recipe that I'm using is calling for three sticks of butter, would you maybe recommend using just two sticks of butter? So the thing about that is because baking is based off of a lot of science and balance, you reducing the butter content might affect the overall quality of the cake. So it's probably better that you find a recipe that either uses a different fat or less butter. Also, using hard fat makes a denser cake. So what I mean by hard fat is like butter, lard, shortening. What about, what about uh, ghee? Would something like that work? Still still a hard fat. Yep. Um, if you, lighter cakes are going to use liquid fat. Wasn't okay. hard fat the villain on Hawaii Five-0? <laughs> <laughs> See, I like the flavor of the cake. Um, I'm just, all right. 
We'll get yeah, to I, it, man. I mean, yeah. we'll do some research. Thank you so much yeah, for your right. call, Kyle. We appreciate well, it. Science right, baker. Though, but baking is like a science. You yeah. can't change. If, if you have like a tiny bit less of like baking soda and you're like, I could get away with it. No, your cookies are going to be flat. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Makes a difference. And I guess it goes the other way, too. Baking is like science. Yep. yep. Get away from me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, what, one more call because, uh, Danielle wants to weigh in on the baking thing. Hi, Danielle. Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys? Good. What's up? Uh, Casey boy, if you don't want to buy cake flour, take a cup of regular flour, remove two tablespoons, and then replace those two tablespoons with cornstarch. Yeah. Yeah, Cornstarch. I said that. Um, oh, you did? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I am because... not listening. No, okay. in, so in <laughs> September, there was a weird shortage Thank you, Danielle. of flowers, and especially especially cake flowers. I went to What's three... going on here? <laughs> I went to three different supermarkets to find cake flour, and it just didn't exist. So then I was standing in the super, the last supermarket, and I looked up a um, a recipe to make your own cake flour, and that's that's what they said. Psst, come here. <laughs> yeah. Use cornstarch. All right, um, I think I'm going to go to another item, and then oh. uh, we might be checking back in with the uh, Nor'easter oh. Bunny here. Uh, apparently doing very well. Yeah, and apparently he's uh, he's on City Avenue. He's on Route 1, uh, right by Belmont. Northbound lanes as you're going by Chili's, if Chili's is on your right, because Chili's is one of his favorite places. Sure, saying. absolutely. Um, he's uh, he's handing out candy. He'll throw it to you, socially distanced, and he's you know wearing gloves while his hands are covered in fur, so he's not going to get anything on you. He's very generous, apparently, from what the other callers said. You have to swing by and go, hur, hur. Yeah. And then you attract him. him. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. So anyhow, the charcuterie board thing. Mm-hmm. Back to the charcuterie. So it's been all the rage. It's right. it's going to die out probably this year because we we've had char- charcuterie boards with the meats and cheeses. We had the charcuterie chalet, which is essentially you make a house right. out of the stuff. Then we had the charcuterie hot chocolate thing the other day. Yeah. So the the word is getting overused quite <laughs> right. a bit. Now we have the charcuterie. The charcuterie. Oh, wow. I've actually seen this. I think this yeah. is a great idea. Mm-hmm. It's like the uh, wreath witherspoon. The wreath witherspoon. Yes. Uh, so it's people arranging cured meats, cheeses, fruits, and various spreads in a circle shape on a cutting board. Who sells these? Nobody. Nobody? Hey, you Maybe. make them yourself. Oh. Uh, many people on Instagram have used a wooden or a stump-inspired board Stump. to make their wreath designs. And others are also including rosemary sprigs and uh, red grapes to nail down the wreath feel. Actually, it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And this you would eat right away, Kathy. This right. wouldn't sit around like a yeah, gingerbread yeah. house. Yeah. So you would serve this. And we're looking at pictures. Yeah, look at that. Some of these meats are, are kind of uh, twirled up and fanned out so they look like a they look like a flower. You wouldn't leave that out for like a month, you think, right? So I'm seeing... No. And so I'm seeing, uh, I'm seeing some sage on there as well, and uh, and rosemary. As I said, the rosemary really makes it look like a wreath. Oh, it's beautiful. That's pretty cool. I may have to do something like that. But we're not having parties now, so what's yeah, the point is that of great? Doing? Do all this festive holiday food for you and the family. Yeah, that's pretty much it. So charcuterie wreaths. I like that. Charcuterie are apparently a thing. <laughs> so I assume porn has just the charcuter, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's, just, it's all roast beef. <laughs> exactly. It's all loose meat. Just loose meat. I knew we were <laughs> heading in that direction. The charcuter. There's what one, is that? There's one olive right at the top. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. it's a pine nut. Mm-hmm. Pimento. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Another thing. Uh-huh. Oh, what? And another thing. We got a couple minutes to play with. All right. All right. 
Uh, Popeyes is launching its chocolate beignets nationwide. Beignets are uh, people who love beignets, love the hell out of them. Uh, for all customers, this holiday season, I don't think I've ever had a chocolate beignet. No. Before. I've always just had the standard New Orleans style. Whatever flavor that is. Like donut thing. I wonder if that is for the beignet purist, if that's if this is a no-no. Yeah, the beignet is heresy. Beignet, yeah. beignet uh, or beignot? <laughs> the limited time New Orleans style pastry is stuffed with Hershey's chocolate okay. and covered with powdered sugar. What's that even... famous place in uh, in New Orleans where you can get the beignet? It's like Mon something or other. I just watched the movie Chef last yeah. week, and yeah. they go there. They highlighted in that. One. I have yeah. been there, yeah. and I couldn't tell you the name of it. Uh, Nick, my uh, wife got in, addicted in, to him. It's in Jackson Square. Right. If you look that up. Uh, the desert will the desert the dessert <laughs> the desert is where the nor'easter bunny exactly. comes from exactly the dessert will come in 3 6 and 12 piece options uh the chain is even selling a hoodie to celebrate the beignets it's a black pullover featuring what looks like a dusting of powdered sugar around the collar as well as on the sleeves and pocket that will camouflage the inevitable mess that comes from eating a chocolate beignet. Now, apparently, Gold Belly, the company that handles the dispensing and and uh, shipping of the Tom Cruise Bunt Cake, will also do that for the beignets, Preston. They will? Yes, it says right here. Café du Monde. Du Monde. Yeah. Café of the world. Oh, from there. I thought you meant from Popeye's. I'm like, dude, you can just go to Popeye's. <laughs> There's one day right down the road. Uh, you don't have to go to Gold Belly. Yes, can, you sh- can I ship something from McDonald's to my house? <laughs> Uh, Cafe du Monde. Yeah, and I believe, do they serve that chicory coffee? They too? do. Yeah, oh, yeah that's I like good. chicory. Is that good? Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's, it's like unique. A, it's also like a nuclear laxative flavor to it. Okay. I like the trend of more Popeyes going up. I was never a Popeyes guy, but there is one near my house, and we've been going there. I don't want to say with regularity, but... Um, irregularity? Or irregularity. Yeah. Um, their chicken sandwiches are A, delicious, and B, inexpensive. They're like three ninety nine. There okay. you go. Yeah, you, you've listen. I, I'm always been a big uh, Popeyes fan. I think I wish fried, really good. I wish fried chicken wasn't so damn bad for you. That's the it's problem. So damn. Do you know what good? Do you know what surprisingly good? Uh-huh. I mean, I, I shouldn't say surprisingly. I always get rotisserie chickens from Acme, but the <laughs> I just happen to have the fried chicken and they have the bags ready to oh, go. They're damn good. They're damn they're good. They're damn good. No, yeah, you're right. I like I like grocery store fried chicken too. Yeah, yeah. Giant has really good fried, and you go to Hennings, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I hit Giant Hennings, Acme, all of them. I've yeah, been, you know. So the, and and I've and I've had them. I've had them all, guys. Yeah. Had them I've all. been from one end of this county to the other, and and there are, there's all there's something good to say about all of them. Yeah, got to tell. I'm them. writing a book. <laughs> I honestly had zero desire ever to go to New. Orleans until I watched the movie Chef and I watched him eating those beignets and I was like, okay, guess I'm going to New Orleans just for a beignet. Casey just watched it the other day and, and was like, dude, that's a great movie. It, it is a is, great and movie. It makes yeah. you love food. Yeah. Yeah. I-, I love the movie because there are like there's no bad guys, right? Like there's kind of a bad guy, but not Darth really. Vader. Uh, Darth Vader, he blows up an entire planet. That's a different movie, guy. Oh, oh it I'm is. Sorry, you're right, Star yeah. Wars. No, there's sure? some there's some there's some agitation and some things that happen to yeah. cause uh, you know, some some Reactions, but in the end, there's no bad person no, in the movie, except for Hans Gruber. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a different movie too. It's, oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's diehard. Um, but like Mr. Joshua, I think. Yeah, is that another guys are not watching shows? Oh my god, there are. It's there's like three separate love stories in like that Michael movie. Like Michael Myers, <laughs> such a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the love between a father and a son, and mm-hmm. Jason Voorhees, uh, a husband and his wife. Yeah, and then. Uh, 
a man and food. Yeah. And so I think I am going to... Fall in love with food. Fall, I already have, Steve. Yeah. Look at me. Look at you. You look great, though, Case. Look at me. Feeling off weight. You're looking great. <laughs> yeah, dude. New Orleans is a... It's an experience. Yeah. And, and if you're a foodie, it's a great place to go. I mean, obviously, Bourbon Street and the party thing, It's that's not your style anymore, but... There's lots of food. Go well, now while everything is shut down. Yeah, what I loved about that uh, movie, though, Press, is is he says, he goes, nobody, Bur- Bourbon Street's the uh, the tourist trap, and then yeah. he goes, everybody goes to this street over here. Yeah, yeah. All the locals. So yeah. if I were to go there, I wouldn't, there's no need for me to go to Bourbon Street. What I, I want to have to take a picture. What I want to have in that movie are those Cuban sandwiches that they make. Yes. Oh, my God, does that look good. Minus the pickles. Uh, no, I'll take yours. No, Put them pickles. on mine. Okay. Yep. Extra pickles on mine. Put, Put your when, pickles on my When they're face. marinating that meat. I know. And then they mm-hmm. say, oh my God, we're sitting here. Come on, what is going shit. on? This is the kind of story. But then they, I think they, do they swing through Texas or somewhere where yeah. he goes to this place where they're smoking this meat? Yeah, I think Gary Clark Jr. is playing outside of that restaurant. Yeah, yeah in yeah, Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've actually been there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's oh cool. my God. I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever met the Nor'easter Bunny? Oh, not in person. Not in person. Uh, We have him on the line again. Do you know, I found out just as a side note, he craps those chocolate beignets. This is the Freddy, by the way. We're looking at a video of the Freddy. I told you he was doing the Freddy. He sure is. All right, so he knows how to do the Freddy, and he craps beignets. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Nor'easter Bunny. Back on with us. Hi, Hi, yo, 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 Nor'easter Bunny. Yo, yo, and yo. Yes. Hey, uh, we have a video of you throwing some candy into uh, the sunroof of a car. That person looked very, very happy. I guess they've been good this year. Very good. As a matter of fact, that's a brilliant idea. That's going to be even more points. Open up that sunroof. <laughs> okay. Uh, if you if you stop by, if you're just tuning in, the Nor'easter Bunny only arrives. This is our first time ever experiencing him. When a Nor'easter comes through, and especially for the, at least for the first appearance of the year, is right around Hanukkah. And as Christmas is approaching, so right. this is it. Everything is converged together to make this work. You've got the, the things that are really virtually never happened, and we're just very fortunate to have you with us this year, Nor'easter Bunny. Oh, it has been a wonderful and joyous occasion, my friend. <laughs> uh, he is a pink bunny, for the, and, and we I failed to mention, he's wearing a mask, too. So he's making yeah. sure he's following all COVID-19 restrictions. Yeah. Keep everybody safe. Shut and, his ass down. Uh, and have you, have you encountered a, a few um, good people this morning? Absolutely. Philadelphia, full of good people. It has been an absolute pleasure, especially those wonderful septic drivers. I cannot say how amazing they are. They are. They are. So, And you're still, you still have some candy to dispense, some uh, Halloween candy? I do have some, but I got to admit. Philadelphia loves their candy. I am running a little low. <laughs> running a little low, so we All might right. be we might be running out of time uh, for the nor'easter bunny. So you have to you have to drive by and roll down your window, and of course you go hoo, hoo, like that. That's how it soothes. Why does that soothe you, uh, nor'easter bunny? Any particular reason? Do you know? Well, I mean, doesn't certain sounds soothe you as well? Absolutely, but just that one in particular. He's getting a little toasty. Yes. <laughs> I think I heard the band Rush soothes you. Ah, yes, the band Rush soothes. He See, all. the Nor'easter Bunny knows all. Yeah, he does. Soothes you when you sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do, I've heard the catchphrase is "Get Rushified." <laughs> what did you get Rushified? Get Rushified. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it is. Uh, yes, uh, and by the way, Nor'easter Bunny, do you have the ability, like some other mythical beings, to, you know, see people and, and what they're up to in their lives to determine if they're good or bad? Uh, there's a little 
little bit of a scoring system, uh, but you know, numbers are never my strong suit. Oh no, I got no, you. No, sure. it, impressions. That's your strong suit. Yes, you yeah. do impressions, right? Don't you do a Rocky impression? I've tried to in the past, but you know what? It's funny you mentioned the Rocky impression. I recently watched Rocky Five, oh. and I totally didn't remember that Rocky says uh, that when Santa lands, he crashes on the roof. Oh, he crashes? <laughs> yes. And so this is my best Rocky impression of that. Okay. okay. <laughs> Crash the roof, really? <laughs> Santa, do I arrange it on the roof? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I felt as if I was yeah. watching the movie. Oh That's amazing. Goodness. Yeah. That, that is amazing. Is that your favorite Rocky movie, by the way, Nor'easter Bunny? Uh, Rocky Four holds a place, a, a very special place in my heart. Oh, you, oh, made, your, you made yeah. Casey happy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah, and he's part Russian, the Nor'easter Bunny. I mean, does he fight on Christmas or on New... What, what they, he fights he, on Christmas. Yeah, which well, is weird. Okay. All right, well, uh, Nor'easter Bunny, it has been an honor. We want to thank you for, uh, you know... Uh, number one, coming to the, the the Philadelphia area for the first nor'easter of the year, and number two, that you would uh, allow us to spend some time with you because you you are a pretty secretive person. You 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 don't necessarily like the limelight, so uh, it's been great. Well, not as much as you like rhymes limelight. Uh, right, exactly. What the band limelight? Right, yeah. Rush. 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 Limelight. limelight. Did he yeah. say rhymes? I think he said rhymes. He did. He was talking Rush about Leanne rhymes. rhymes. I think. Oh. <laughs> Leanne rhymes limelight, which is not as good. Yeah, but I'm you know. Low on candy. I'm losing my mind out here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he also has syphilis. <laughs> oh, let's oh, get that looked at. Yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you, Nor'easter Bunny. Thank you, Crespo and Steve. Yeah. All right, Nor'easter Bunny. Wow. That's magical. That's uh, that was very <laughs> special. That's that was magic. I love to see the picture. It's just glorious. If you can see it up on the, if it's, I assume it's posted on the website. There's the uh, the nor'easter bunny, and behind him is the sunrise and a Luke oil sign. Yeah, yeah. the Luke oil sign is uh, right in the center, just as right where the sun is coming up. I think it's, that's part of the equation, too. Beautiful, man. Uh, let's take a break. Yes. Uh, we'll come back in a moment, but I would like to give away uh, some goodies for you. You've been so good, and nor'easter bunny noticed it, but we did, too. Um, and I have a $25 gift card. Uh, for caller number 17, and it is for uh, Petri's Skyline Tavern in Chalfont. And tomorrow night will be the last delivery of the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday night home gate kickoff. And it's been an awesome program where winners have won incredible prizes uh, for their football home gates, including a case of Bud Light Platinum, $100 Primo's gift card, custom MMR and Bud Light Platinum Seltzer pint, gla- pint glasses, and $25 gift card. Uh, cards from local restaurants like Petri's Skyline Tavern. So caller 17, we're going to take care of you. 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. 93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle. The Polly Annabelle edition. And the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition. The Miller Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Peter Jackson's Middle Earth Trilogies, Kanan Sunglasses, and Steven Singer Jewelers. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. 
Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Listen, I've been slacking on the shard outs. Let me do a couple real quick. All right. I, I missed this. It was supposed to be on December 8th, so I'm only uh, eight days off. Um, hey, morning, President. Give me a happy birthday shout out to our buddy John Mitchell. He is 61 today and listening, or at least he was on December 8th. Here's a shout out. <laughs> happy belated birthday. Uh, and then our buddy uh, Charles Lance, Sassy, said, um, uh, I was able to. Oh, he, this is from the camp out. He wanted to thank us for the camp out for hunger. It inspired me to start a virtual toy drive, and I was able to raise enough money to adopt four families this year. Uh, so 11 kids are going to get to wake up Christmas morning with toys under the tree. He's a good man. I can name all the donated, but all that donated, but um, you and the listeners would get bored. So I'm asking for a shout out to the amazing people that helped, and I will tag them. I love everyone that helped me, and I love my family. Uh, you guys have a great Christmas season. So from Charles Lance, so there's a shout out too. So thank you, man. We do appreciate that. Does great work and a happy uh, Chinooka. Chinooka, as, as Smokey Robinson, Robinson would say. Correct. <laughs> um. All right. So earlier we were going to explain. You hear on television all the time the I ninety five corridor. Right now, what does that exactly does that mean? I always thought it just meant uh, the northeast section of Interstate ninety five. Yeah, I you know, thought from, from, with 95 is the, the, the line of delineation. Yeah, from New England down. I always thought it was New England down to, you know, like D.C. I always caught that okay. the I-95 corridor, but apparently that's not it. It's the right. other way. It's, it's uh, east-west. Right. So, yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah. So this is from uh, Adam Joseph at uh, 6ABC. Kathy had seen he posted this on Facebook. He did a report on it last night. So... It says, you've heard me for 16 years say, right along the I-95 corridor when uh, describing, uh, you know, storms and so on. Um, so he, it's also called the fall line. Yeah. Okay, so he's explaining what the fall line is and what this whole thing means. The so show with Lee Majors. No, it's the fall guy. Oh. is the fall line. Okay. A little bit different. So the fall line, he said, is a real term used to describe the difference in two regions. South and east of the line, you have the coastal plain. West and north, you have the Piedmont. Not familiar with the Piedmont. Me either. I you know I thought Piedmont was a section, like or like a. It can be, like like a like, like a, a township or something or, or a county. You know. So I'll probably get this wrong. Go ahead. Uh, but I believe that Casey, you know, there's that giant hill on when I think you're on 252 when you're passing past uh, Strathaven, PA. Uh, Strathaven High School. Yep, uh, that is the divider of the coastal plain to the Piedmont, and I, this is something that I, I believe I learned in high school. The Piedmont is basically just a, a layer up, a level up yep. of where the coastal plain elevation, is. elevation. Thank yep. you, and that's apparently part of that divide, that hill. So he explains it further. He says the coastal plain is relatively flat land uh, from the ocean to I ninety five. Really, it consists of flat land and small rolling hills with a rise in elevation of 400 feet from Camden County to the shore. So, as you would imagine, closer you get to the ocean, uh, mm. the flatter it's going to get. Yes. Right? And that's the way it is, and that's why most of South Jersey is flat. I, and I assume that's part of the reason why it's it's great farmland, too. Oh, is yeah, because, to the Piedmont. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, that and it's, you know, it's it's makeup of the, of the soil, but... But because it's flat like that, it makes it, I guess, easier to, to farm. Yes. Um, that so, makes sense. The coastal plain, it said, yeah, it goes 400 feet from Camden County to the shore. Piedmont 
is where you start to quickly head up in elevation over a short distance with larger hills, less flat land, and eventually mountains. The separation between the two can do wild things in the atmosphere. It's like a magic line for the rain to go to snow or sleet. Heavy snow and more cold northwest due to the rise in elevation. Typically, air gets colder the higher up you are in elevation. So it's like the Pennsylvania State song. And and the flat land of the coastal plain can allow the warm east ocean air to rush inland and not stop until it hits the fall line, which is kind of in between these. So the, it makes very much sense. Actually, when I went out, we I did the train ride, Kathy, and went out to that area, went out to Boyertown. Yeah. Um, so we were, I was, just slight deviations in elevation can cause dramatically different weather conditions. So I was driving along, it was sunny. We went down into a minor valley, and it was very, it was overcast and very foggy. Mm-hmm. It was unbelievable. So I think I think the meteorologists in Philadelphia get beat up on a lot, mm-hmm. uh, and and I think that this might be the reason, is because this fall line, this this in between spot, right? It it makes it, it hard. It's to... hard for them to predict which way it's going to go on either side. So when you get these that F and Piedmont, well, listen, when you get these uh, forecasts that say, look, we have the potential for this to be really bad, yeah. but it might not happen. Mm-hmm. That's just where we are. That's right. just a region that we're in, and. And people get really pissed off. And I also see a lot of people saying, ah, it's a, it's a ratings grab and it's a blah, blah, blah and all this and that. No, man, they don't, they're not really sure because of the t- topography of our area. And I think, uh, right. I, I think you need to back off our meteorology. I get my weather exclusively from the weather messiah. What was it? What was, what was uh, it? The yeah. weather savior. Weather savior. savior. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. They had <laughs> coffee mugs and everything. <laughs> um, uh, press, I feel like I've told you about this. Mar- uh, not, your name's Kathy, not Marissa. Uh, have you ever heard of the Cape May bubble by any chance? Oh, we talked about this. Let's talk not about on this. air. Not on air. Oh, off air? Yeah. Diane's. Uh, Casey's wife Diane told us all about this Cape May okay. bubble thing, and well, what, she was she was a naysayer of it yeah. until they started living down there. So, yeah. what happens as a result of the Cape May bubble? Right. So, it's not necessarily. I don't think it's uh, topographical. It's uh, no oxygen. It is uh, no. Um, so, what what I believe it is is uh, because it's where the ocean and the bay meet, yes. the Delaware Bay. I think what it causes is is maybe it, um, almost. I'm going to talk at my house. Okay. Yeah, All right. Well, well yeah, that's uh, what almost we're like a wind screen. So what ends up happening is when storms are coming, uh, the the storm will essentially break up and go around Cape May, Wildwood Crest, this Wildwood, not, and North uh, Wildwood. Un- unreasonable. Yes. Growing up on Long Island, we had um, you would have situations where you would have dramatic differences on each side of the island. Right. I, I, I clearly um, yes that. I, I could see that being the case. Has anyone ever spoken of this? Is a, a long accepted thing down there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not no. like what we just made this up. It's like Kate May looks at the storm and says, "Get away from me!" Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so this says in a very threatening mm-hmm. way. And if it's a big storm, there's you know the big storm is just going to barrel through no matter what. Yeah, but the I hurricanes think, are not. Yeah. Gonna so Kate avoid. May says, I'll, "I'll take you guys out back." The lot of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah the down by that wall. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, think just is what a, they'll do. Yeah, there's three, a, just the three of us, four of us, me and you. Yeah. I'll so take these clouds physically. I'll take you physically. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, Steve. It, it, it because she says, and I, I guess the lore is, is that if it does come through, it's going to be less severe mm-hmm. in that area. 
And that does lead up to uh, Wildwood Crest, where Casey has a house. It actually works contrary to Long Island, which sticks out as it's a peninsula. Uh huh. And it will get bombarded when storms go north because it's always in the path and gets clipped. I think Kathy has facts here. (laughs) Uh, Well, it says along the shore, especially in Cape May County, the northeast wind is is an onshore flow with water temperatures above freezing. That air will come onto land above freezing, turning snow into rain. The three Uh. bodies of water that surround Cape May County are the key to this phenomenon. And you get a double. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> you get you get a double sea breeze. Okay, so that's during Ooh. winter storms. What about during? Those are delicious. They though. are. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking too. Double sea breeze. I'll take a double. Make yeah, a yeah. double. Yeah, yeah, no ice. <laughs> What's in a sea breeze? Is that uh, pineapple juice? It's yeah, all kinds of fruity tooty yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. man fluid. You got Malibu, <laughs> Malibu rum maybe. Um, so that's me, <laughs> just me, nothing but me. Yeah. I would say uh, that that makes a lot of sense. It's odd because we don't. Talking about this Piedmont, the yeah. fact that you have this throughout the time here in Philadelphia, and people will know this, as you point out, Preston, we'll get these um, forecasts that turn out, pan out to be nothing, and that out of the blue, something that was not forecast to be cataclysmic ends up being so. I was wrong. Malibu rum's not in the sea. Oh. Hey, so. You are that a was lush. Day... I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> no, <laughs> if he was a lush, he would wow. have known. Preston, uh, that may have been the Bay Breeze. That may I be was the a favorite. Cop all my life, and I know a lush when I see one, and uh, you're a lush. Wow! <laughs> it's vodka, cranberry juice, and grapefruit juice. That's okay. Uh, I don't like grapefruit juice. I don't mm-hmm. like it. Yeah, yeah. Really, you, you love it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I hate I grapefruit like juice. I hate grapefruit. Wow. Uh, no, that's after nice. what it did to my mother. Do you oh. like Fresca, like the grapefruit soda? No. Okay. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, and then people talk about it. They love grapefruit and they put sugar all over it. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I think that that's makes the sugar it good. that you like. Yeah, that exactly. makes it good. It yeah. does make it good. I, like I, I don't like liver, but when I cover it in chocolate syrup, I can eat it like crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, anyhow, yeah, the Cape May bubble is, uh, is it's a real a thing. Interesting phenomenon. Cape May bubble. And a sea breeze, by the way. Yeah. As vodka with cranberry juice, grapefruit juice, a bay breeze is, or a Hawaiian sea breeze is similar to a sea breeze, except for the substitution of pineapple juice for grapefruit juice. Now you're talking, Mike. Yeah. You are a lush. I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> That's it, man. Yeah, I mean, the way you're talking, you sound like a lush. And I, you know, I, I, creep. I'll take you physically and sexually. Get I'll, away from me. I'll dominate you, and then I'll bring out the gimp. I will go back to that wall with the three of you. <laughs> That wall. He ha- he obviously has yeah. his uh, his a beating wall. wall. Yeah, that's yeah. a that's <laughs> a fighting wall. Oh, it is my favorite wall when I'm beating people up against that wall. Okay, so no, by so, myself, I'll take you physically. Uh, says so Preston, you're thinking of a Malibu Bay breeze. Malibu. Oh. Even better, <laughs> even fruity tootier, better. <laughs> Yum. I'm telling you, man. When you're when you're in a when you're in a tropical location, you gotta have it. When you're a lush, when you're a lush like that, you are a lush. I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> I drank all those for a hot minute. Yeah, they're good on an occasion. Did you fancy yourself being a little bit more um, evolved or classy? Oh, I'm gonna have them this kind of mixed drink, or was it just? Out of opportunity that you were drinking. I don't know. It was just because one of the bars in Westchester sold it for like a dollar. Yeah, they had a special on <laughs> Yeah. And then I went to Tangeray and Tonic. That worked out pretty good. Yes, I'll have a Tangeray and Tonic, please. Wow. wow. You're a G&T person, huh? Oh, dear Do you Virginia Slims? <laughs> you are a lush. I can tell by looking at you. Those were the, Preston, those were the nights where the next morning I'd wake up and uh, sound like. Oh, like, my God. What did I do? Uh, that. What's your name? Ramon. I'm going to go home. 
Okay. I made a bad choice last night. <laughs> Choices. Did you take my bra off your head? Uh, <laughs> anyway, what uh, were we talking about? We were talking about weather. Prodigious sex life. <laughs> Do we have any other uh, weather anomalous things in our area that uh, like the Cape May bubble? Or well, right now in the back of this building, it's eighty-seven degrees. Is it? No, no, I doubt it. <laughs> we have those windows in our studio. Oh, yeah, those. they haven't changed today. Uh, it's beautiful just, and clear. Here's what these Listen, windows do. We, we can deal with it for an hour. They show you flawless, crappy weather, and then when the weather turns positive and yeah. uplifting, it becomes dark. Yeah. It, I, they, I, these are the windows that you would find at the Munster's house. What I'd really like to do is, not unlike when Dorothy goes from black and white to color, right. is do a video of when we walk outside <laughs> after being yeah. in here. And, and so, oh. You're outside of Ballot One. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. You're outside of Ballot One. Follow the city line road. Yep. Follow the city line road. Follow, 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 follow the city line road. No, I think it's like someone being held in captivity and then seeing light for the first right, time. Right, right, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, oh, you know what? This is an interesting thing. You know what? I saw this. I noticed this. Oh, my God. Uh, are you, you the noticer it? or the sorer? I'm the sorer. Same music, but different guy. We've already done the uh, connoisseur and the uh, noticer. We're just rocking them off right and left. Uh, no, this is actually, this is from Nick. This is unrelated to weather this is or the anything, <laughs> anything that we've talked about. But this is pretty cool. Uh, so, obviously, Jeopardy has been, you know, the focus of uh, a lot more attention lately with Alex Trebek passing and so on. Uh, but there was a guy who wrote a book about Jeopardy, a journalist, or a gal, I'm sorry, Claire McNear. And it was called Answers in the Form of Questions. And the most fascinating thing that she found out has to do with when a person is about to answer and they pause and then you hear the sound that says your time is up. Right. So uh, the show's host, the show's host is actually in charge of determining when to ring the tone that signals when contestants run out of time to answer a question. So Alex Trebek himself, yes. uh, when he was alive, obviously, was there's no set time? There there's is a... no set really? time. It is at the discretion of Alex Trebek or whomever happens to be hosting. Wow. So I think what they can do is they, they will finesse. You, you'll sometimes see Alex will have jumped in and said... Um, you know, a no, or, or like, like in other words, he he will allow he'll allow a little answer corralling. He can tell he can that they they've got it. They're and on he, the right and path. he sometimes will assist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sometimes he'll just flat out give them the answer, or he'll just no, he won't. <laughs> he'll do he'll do, give them a three count. Yeah, yeah. A one, two, three. <laughs> um, that was so, when uh, Rizzo hosted. <laughs> so this was revealed by other hosts. You're in Jeopardy, you lush. <laughs> uh, this is other hosts of uh, spinoff Jeopardy shows, including Bob Bergen, who is the former host of, uh, I guess, a show called Jep. I don't know where that aired. That's a ripoff. But Bob and... Uh, it's like Password. And Patrick. Who's Patrick here? Uh, Patrick Starr. He's uh, SpongeBob's best oh, friend. I gotcha. Well, anyhow, they remember the surreal experience of finding themselves suddenly in control of that iconic blue set. Um, Bergen said, I will tell you, it is one of the most difficult jobs in the world to host a game show. Yes. And he still recalls his shock when he realized that the poop, poop, poop tone that sounds when contestants don't ring in wasn't automated. The host, be it him or Trebek, had a button in front of him to manually trigger it. He said the very first day, Harry, who's Harry Friedman, who... Uh, also oversaw the uh, the trio of spinoffs. He said, is showing me the podium with the button. And I said, wait a minute, there's no set time? 
do you edit it down so people don't go, how come there was 10 seconds and he had four? He said, nope. And nobody in the history of the show has ever questioned it either. So I guess they just tell you that ahead of time as a contestant that it's the discretion of the host. Well, yeah. That's interesting. It's worked. I I don't think anyone... There's a certain point at which you know the person does not know the answer, and then they're just eating up time. Right. Uh, The one thing that was really kind of interesting, Preston, uh, when they were in... um, at the beginning when they weren't doing new episodes of Jeopardy and they sort of did the of uh, the pandemic I'm talking about and they were running classic episodes it used to be that you could jump in before Alex finished the clue mm. and that sucked it was yeah. chaotic right yeah, it was very chaotic yeah, people because, jumping all over each right, other because yeah. you never got the thrill of having the full clue articulated yeah let me ask you when did has Jeopardy always been on at like seven o'clock at night? And, no, and and if if not, when did it? Because what it I used remember to be on during the daytime. What I remember is Tic Tac Doe was like the quiz show at night. That, yeah, I, that was what we always yeah, when watched. I was a kid, it was on at night. Yeah, yeah. there yeah. was. It was on right after Guess the Lush. <laughs> Which was uh, Frank Rizzo. Well, the host knew. Yeah. He, I mean, he yeah. knows. Well, he, he was, was a cop, cop his for whole years. Life, so. yeah, yeah. I was a cop all my life, and I know a lush when I see one, and you're a lush. That's Thanks it. for tuning in today. We play Guess the Lush. <laughs> all right. Well, you, mm, you got a bunch of broken blood vessels in your nose, and your nose, you're a lush. Original daytime. Take it over your head. <laughs> original daytime version debuted on NBC on March 30th, 1964. At what time did they say in the daytime schedule? It, it just was... said it just says daytime, and it yeah. uh, stayed in that spot until 1975. Was Wink the original host, Wink Martindale? I believe so. Okay. Uh, and I remember the answer is he was a little yes. bit more. That's right. Yeah, a little more um, <laughs> sing-songy. Of <laughs> <laughs> which show? Jeopardy. Jeopardy. No, I don't think Wink ever hosted Jeopardy. Then who was it? Art Fleming? Art Fleming, that's Art right. Art Fleming, I'm sorry. Yeah. Art Wink. Art Garfunkel. Art, Art Garfunkel. Shoot, shoot squirt. Squirt piss. <laughs> this is my son, Squirt. This is Squirt piss. Hi, I'm Squirt piss, and welcome to Jeopardy. <laughs> Jesus. Squirt piss is the name. He <laughs> was not a good host. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm Squirt piss. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> No idea. I'm oh, Spooge no. Dingleberry. <laughs> wow. They all had weird trip. Yeah. Wink. Yeah, trip, yeah. wink, art. Um, I can't, those are the uh, the strangest ones, I think. Yeah. yeah. Queef. Hmm. Queef, I mean, Queef Squirt. There's a guy, he's an offensive or defensive coordinator. His name is Wink Martindale. I don't know what is, is Wink. Sh- wink is an, is an actual. Is that- I, I think it's it's in a case. Uh, it's I think it pertains to one type of one name in particular where they'll use Wink as a um, Winston apparently. Winston, okay. Oh, no right. kidding. Yeah, I just looked it up. Wink as Winston, okay. I never, you know, I, I was. It's funny that. though how those. Uh, not to go off on a tangent here, but I was watching a documentary of, about Buzz Aldrin yesterday, and his Buzz comes from his his younger brother couldn't say brother, oh. so he called him Buzzer. Okay, and so they and got so the they, Yeah, they got Buzz. Is that where they get um, Buzz Lightyear? In uh, I think so. Probably. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Don Wink Martindale is that who you were talking about, Casey? Yeah, he's the defensive coordinator for I think the Ravens. Now I just uh, was reading on that screen. Right. I think of uh, a good dog name would be Wink Barkindale. Oh, Wink that's Barkindale. Really that's a great name. That yeah. is a great name. Or yeah. Pat Sitch- Shih Tzu. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Speaking of pet names, Shitsu. I almost said. You might have well, said. I guess it's a Shidzak. 
Shidzak. You yes. can say that, yeah. right? Pat Sidjack. Sid- yeah, I think so. Shidzak. Yeah. Pat Sidjack. Sidge. I can't even say it. It's hard Shidzak. to say. You know we're, <laughs> Pat- we're, we're flirting with danger. S-H-I-D. Yeah. Pat Shidzak. I'm sorry. Some sad news. What? Uh-huh. Uh, one of the greatest cat names of all time passed away yesterday. Mr. Sir Sean Connery. Oh. Beth Gardner's. Uh, yes. and, and, and I just, I love that name maybe more than any cat name I've ever heard. And yeah. uh, he lived a very long time, but uh, he passed away. So condolences to Beth and her oh. family. And, and really, my for my money, yeah. one of the greatest cat names of a- all time. Appropriate, though, that he would die in the year that Sean Connery that's passed. What, that's yeah. what Beth posted. Yeah, she put it right. up on Instagram. So. They accidentally ran it over with a snowblower. I think when they were just trying to test it out. What's that now? Uh, it was a terrible joke. Okay. I didn't know the snowblower reference, but <laughs> like a moment we of silence. Moment of silence for that, for that, silence joke, for that terrible joke. joke. <laughs> we could. A lot of people I want to fight you. A lot of people were, were hurt by that joke. I was just trying to make you laugh and you want to fight me? I want to fight you. Oh, wow. <laughs> what a stupid joke about a snowblower. <laughs> a moment of silence for Casey's <laughs> joke. <laughs> Isn't that funny about jokes? Like, when people get mad and you're like, I was just trying to make you laugh. I know. Yeah, I'm kind of mad now. I'm going to fight you. Yeah, I want to take out that wall over there. See that one over there? I want to fight you. All right, take your pants off. I want to take that joke and break, break it over your head. Okay. Wow. Yikes. Oh, hey, we got to take a break, guys. Hey, it's looking like it's that time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. All right. And I have a chance for you to win a Petri's Skyline Tavern gift. <laughs> card worth $25 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll take the 20th caller, and they are open for takeout Wednesday through Saturday, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m., and they are adhering to all government and industry protocols and safety, cleanliness, and health, as you would imagine. Order dine-in and takeout beer online at skylineshalfont.com. As you can imagine. And uh, we thank them for being a part of what we actually did it. He hit, as you can imagine, and I did Rizzo doing two thumbs up. Two thumbs up is what he says. As you can imagine, two thumbs up. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second, and we'll get some bizarre file stories in just a moment. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Let us do the bizarre file. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you this morning by the Stock Car Racing Experience. They're going to strap you on a 600 horsepower NASCAR style stock car and then take you for the drive or ride of your life. It speeds up to 160 miles per hour. Check them out at 877stockcar.com. Well, it had the makings of a dangerous situation involving an apparent knife attack on a woman. The father of the woman hurriedly reported to authorities in late November that she sent him a text saying that she was being stabbed. A dispatch center contacted the police. Eight officers were sent to the woman's apartment. <clears throat> and according to uh, the police officer, Nick Olaselzak, he said he indicated that his daughter was being stabbed, possibly by a living boyfriend. He provided an address to check on. Uh, meanwhile, we tried to call her dad back, and he tried to reach his daughter, but were unable to reach her. Uh, officers were positioned outside the apartment when, to everyone's surprise, a woman showed up. It had turned out she hadn't been stabbed after all. She wasn't feeling well, went to a clinic to be tested for COVID-19. She sent a text to her dad to let him know she was being swabbed Oh my at God. the time. It's a big difference. Uh, she sent it out without noticing that the autocorrect had changed swabbed to stabbed. <laughs> oh, man. 
She said she was fine and it was all a misunderstanding. Hi, Dad. Just going to get stabbed today. <laughs> the woman apparently saw the text message while she was at the clinic and learned that police were outside of her apartment. There was no disturbance at the apartment involving the woman's boyfriend and police never drew their weapons. So thankfully it ended up okay. I've gotten into trouble, or not into trouble, but you send things off and you're like, how the hell did that word end oh, up yeah. that way? Yep. A man who crossed the Irish Sea from Scotland to the Isle of Man on a jet ski to visit his girlfriend has been jailed for breaching COVID-19 laws. The court heard that 28-year-old Dale McLaughlin took a four-and-a-half-hour ride to travel from the uh, travel from the Isle of Whithorn to Ramsey on Friday, McLaughlin made the crossing despite having never driven on a water scooter before. How, but what's the distance on those with a full tank of gas? I assume he brought gas with him, right? Well, that's a good question. Well, uh, he I admitted to get some poontang. He admitted arriving unlawfully on the island and was jailed for four weeks. Under the island's current laws, only non-residents given special permission are allowed to enter the Isle of Man. McLaughlin was previously given permission to work as a roofer on the island for four weeks in September. And after isolating for 14 days, met his girlfriend on a night out. The court heard his subsequent applications to return had been rejected. Prosecutors said the 28-year-old bought the vehicle and set off on a journey of about 25 miles, which he had expected would take about 40 minutes. <laughs> Took four and a half hours. Four and a half hours. After he arrived in Ramsey, he walked another 15 miles to his girlfriend's home, who believed he had been on the island working for several weeks. The following afternoon, he gave a police officer his address as his own, at, and uh, that evening... The couple went to two busy nightclubs. Following identification checks, police arrested him on Sunday evening. In mitigation, the 28-year-old's defense advocate said that he suffered from depression and was not coping with being unable to see his partner. Sentencing him, the deputy high bailiff Christopher Aerosmith said McLaughlin had made a deliberate and intentional attempt to circumnavigate the border restrictions, potentially putting the community at risk. So this guy, this would be like, you know, out of a, uh, a rom-com yeah. movie. Yeah, got to get to her. The lengths this guy went to to get to his gal. Ahoy, I'm trying to get some beaver. But in his <laughs> uh, plan, he didn't uh, he, uh, he didn't really do the right though, thing. So. Though, pretty, pretty amazing. Uh, he pulled that off. Yep. Almost pulled it off. Almost pulled he it off. Well, he went back it. and pulled it off. Uh, dozens <laughs> of people. But they had a winning lottery ticket, but it turns out it was a typo. Sarah Whitlow was one of these residents who thought she had hit the jackpot. Uh, she was so happy. She said, when I looked, I saw I won, I won. I looked more closely. I won two, both games. They are individually gamed, and I thought, and I just started crying. She said, earlier this year, I fell off my ladder, and I broke all my ribs. Uh, still healing from her injuries, Whitlow thought she had hit it big, winning $64,000. But that happiness turned to heartbreak. Uh, she said they said it's a mistake and they don't have to honor any of their tickets. The Kentucky Lottery says the game vendor, International Game Technology, did a software update back in October that caused an estimated 500 Tic Tac Cash games, uh, game tickets to be printed with the wrong symbols. The fast play game works like a scratch off where the player matches symbols to see if they want a prize, but the individual ticket has symbols or images that weren't part of the game. Uh, the state law which covers Kentucky Lottery Operations, said no prize shall be paid arising from claim tickets that are produced or issued in error. Whitlow says, I think an error like that is a pattern, not a mistake. Didn't they, the same company get into trouble with another incident like this, I think, in Texas? 
1,200 Texas players are suing IGT over the Fun 5 tic-tac-toe game, alleging instructions were misleading and fraudulently led them to believe that they had purchased a winning ticket as well. You'd just be devastated. The Kentucky Lottery says it heard from 50 people so far about having the tickets that were printed in error. Could you imagine? They're out of luck as far as uh, the lottery officials are concerned. I love this story. On Friday... A, the Murrieta Police Department in California posted about how one officer went the extra mile. They say Officer uh, Datil pulled over a driver for a traffic violation, only to find out the man had an outstanding warrant. The officer also learned the man was working and was on his way to deliver a pizza to a nearby home. So when Datil uh, uh, had handled the arrest, another officer, Officer McCarthy, Took over the pizza delivery, <laughs> and on Facebook, the post noted, the smile on the hungry citizen's face was all the tip needed to know that we are doing our job. So yeah, that that's cool. cool. Yeah. I like that. And then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. I also like this one. Uh, and Ant Lion Entertainment Art Collective had planned to throw a Santa-themed event, but after making a typo on their initial promotions for the event... That read, come sit on Satan's lap. Oh, my God. (laughs) They've decided to go through with it. Sure. On Instagram, the group advertised a new take on the event with an image of crying children while sitting on Satan's lap. (laughs) While Santa wears a devilish-looking mask over his face. Uh, In an effort to stick to the theme, the event's website is asking for donations of $6.66 to provide coronavirus relief worldwide. The event is scheduled to take place in Albuquerque on Saturday, by the way. (laughs) That's what you call staying fluid. I love it. And that's what we have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, let's take a break, and let's remind you that we have a secret text word, and we may as well get a winner, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Kathy, give me a number caller, please. Ooh, 20. Call number 20, 215-263-WMMR. We'll see if you know the secret text word when we come back. War with Grandpa and Blue Way is what we're giving away. We'll grab a random texter as well. We have some other things to give away before the show is up, so make sure you stay close. We'll be right back. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We do have weather on the way today. Snow. And it could get heavy, depending on where you are. North and west of the city. Yes. Probably going to be getting a lot of snow. We talked to Sue Serio earlier this morning. Double digits, she's saying. Uh, but Philadelphia, less than that. And there's some rain in the equation. There's some sleet in the equation. Could play a couple of different ways. South Jersey, not really expecting much at all. So it's it all depends on how this rolls in. So um, we are going to have... Issues, no matter what, but it just depends on where you are, the severity of it. Uh, let's take a winner. We were looking for a number caller, caller number 20 for the uh, secret text word, and I believe uh, it's Mike. Yo, Mike, how you doing, buddy? Good morning, It. Good, Good morning, morning it. it. We need a secret text word from you. What is it? What is butterscotch? You got it. Yeah. In Jeopardy form. You got it. Hang on the line, buddy, because we have for you... The Heartfelt Family Comedy, The War with Grandpa on Blu-ray. And it's the wise guys versus the pint size when Robert De Niro gears up for an epic prank battle. Own it on digital now and 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray combo pack DVD September tw- er, no December 22nd from Universal Pictures Home Entertainment. And we had a uh, random texter that won as well. And it was Lisa Kozak 
from Garnet Valley, PA. Yay! Congratulations, Lisa. We will set you up with War with Grandpa. We're now going to give away something completely different with the lesson question. A rental code to see the crudes, a new age. And the question, we are going to go with this. When talking to the Nor'easter Bunny, you have to use a soothing tone. And how do you call him over? You're going to have to demonstrate that to us. (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. How do you call the Nor'easter Bunny over? 215-263-WMMR. Let's even know we're going to do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. And it's brought to you by OmahaSteaks.com. Type in Preston. You visit OmahaSteaks.com and type in Preston in the search bar. To get the exclusive deals you're looking for, including the Deluxe Grillers Assortment, which includes four free burgers and a free digital meat thermometer. OmahaSteaks.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Patrick Dempsey, who played Dr. McDreamy Shepard on Grey's Anatomy, admits he was upset by the way his character exited the show in 2015. Dempsey says he felt the character, the accomplished doctor and humanitarian, deserved better than to die in a Linguini accident. (laughs) Oh, my God. Newly signed Boston Celtic Tristan Thompson uh, seen having dinner with a mystery blonde. It was not Chloe Kardashian at a Boston restaurant. Thompson says he sincerely wants to be the man Chloe deserves, just as long as he can, quote, keep some bitches. Yeah. Oh, right. my God. And finally, Britney Spears' father, Jamie Spears, claiming he hasn't had a meaningful conversation with his daughter, Britney, in almost a year. Spears says the two just talked past each other with her refusing to spit out the pacifier. <laughs> <laughs> That's your hunt. All right. We'll go to the phone, see if we can find ourselves an answer to the lesson question. Uh, When talking to the Nor'easter Bunny, you have to use soothing tones. And how do you call him over? 215-263-WMMR. I will go to Justin for the answer. Hey, Justin, how you doing? Hey, what's crapping in? What's crapping in? What's crapping in with you, buddy? All right, do me a favor. Call the Nor'easter Bunny over. Let's hear it. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Close enough. Hang on the line. There's a little more tongue involved. But he got it. Uh, he was Justin, and we are going to set him up with a rental code to see the Crudes New Age. DreamWorks Animation presents the holiday event <laughs> for the entire families. Nicholas Cage, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, Peter Dinklage, Leslie Mann, and Kelly Mary Tran. Marie Tran. Uh, star in the Crude's New Agent. It's in theaters now on demand Friday. Rated PG, by the way. Now, Preston and Steve's Music View on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! Yeah! All right, I just have a handful of stories for you this morning. We'll start with this Five Finger Death Punch has released a lyric video for Bad Company. Uh, the Five Finger Dim Mac Steve Aoki Remix. What? Remix. Uh, the song was featured on the band's 2020 release, A Decade of Destruction, Volume 2. Five Finger Death Punch released their latest studio album, F8, in February. The latest single, A Little Bit Off, top of Billboard Mainstream Rock Songs chart back in June. I like Steve Aoki. You guys ever listen to any of his stuff? I mean, he's EDM artist kind of a guy, but he's got, um, he brings some rock elements to his work. I'm- I know the name. I couldn't tell you. He's got long hair. He's this Asian uh, DJ, and um, uh, he's he's really talented. He, it takes a little bit of time, but I dig his stuff. You probably have heard his his first single was "Space People." Yeah, yeah, I believe right, right. that was years ago. Yeah, right. It's been uh, around for a while. See if I can find that here one second. It's really. <laughs> they come to space, so they don't come from here. 
remix. <laughs> did know that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the uh, the crumb bum remix. Uh, that is right. There is. I yeah. forgot about that. You're a real crumb bum. You're uh, a crumb creep lush coward. <laughs> wow. Wait a second. Get let away me, from me, one second, you let crumb. Me crumb creep. Crap. Bring him. Uh, <laughs> dickhead. You're a yellow sneak. Yellow. Yellow. <laughs> You're a crumb creep. Uh, Metallica's... Is that right? Crumb creep. Yeah, yeah, crumb creep. Uh, James Hetfield took on acoustic cover of Bob Seger's Turn the Page during his appearance at the Vets Aid live stream benefit on Saturday. Before singing, James expressed his gratitude, saying, those who serve our country and those who put themselves on the line mentally, physically, spiritually, not just them, first responders, military, and the families along with them. Uh, so thank you so much for what you do and your sacrifices. Metallica previously covered Turn the Page on their 1990 out in 1998 album uh, Garage Incorporated other acts who participated in the 4th annual Vets Aid funded by Joe Walsh include Alice Cooper, John Bon Jovi, Eddie Vedder and more. And then one last story, uh Sting will perform with Shirazi on NBC's New Year's Eve 2021 which will be hosted by Carson Daly. Broadcast live from Times Square on Thursday the 31st from 10 to 11 p.m. Other performers include Blake Shelton, Gwen Stefani, Buster Rhymes, uh, Goo Goo Dolls, Kylie Minogue, and uh, Pentatonix, among others. Sting also has rescheduled his My Songs Las Vegas residency at Caesars Palace, and he rolled out revised Philadelphia dates. He was supposed to play the Met right before yes. the, the uh, pandemic hit. So what's the new schedule? September 7th and 8th of 2021. Huh. Uh, Sting's son, Joe Sumner, will serve as the opener for that particular gig. And you know anything about Joe Sumner? I don't know anything about him. Okay. Not, not at all. Uh, but that's what I got in music news for <laughs> you this morning. What? Sorry, I looked up the wrong Sting and I pulled up the wrestler. <laughs> oh, the the paint on his face yeah. and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for coming tonight. <laughs> don't stand, don't stand so close to me. You're gonna have a hell of a story on that. I hit the wrong button. I meant to hit this. Well, Get away from me. That one, thank you. <laughs> that one. It's hard. It's so, hard to create the art we create. Right. What was the what, what was the Slayer this morning? Oh, doing? that was when you did. Uh, you went into. You were explaining uh, weather. Yeah. Oh, and, snow. Uh, yeah, snow. Snow. Yeah, that's right. Okay. This bitch takes it to 10. <laughs> and the music uh, triggered automatically the, the intense music. <laughs> All right, I'm going to trigger this music on purpose because we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Get ready to wrap fangs up. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR and Parks Casino and Sportsbook present Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Pollyannabelle edition, and the return of the horrendous holiday attire competition, the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. This year's event is, surprise, going virtual. It's basically a good old-fashioned white elephant party. So get ready to steal your way to happiness. 
Tune in December 22nd. At stake, some of the coolest prizes, gadgets, and gifts from our winter wonderland of clients and sponsors. Like Revivalist Spirits, DeBruno Brothers, Duncan, and Primo Hoagies. Go to WMMR.com for details and online photo entry for the Miller Lite Ugly Sweater Contest. Preston and Steve's Christmas Miracle, the Polly Annabelle Edition. Presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. It's a Christmas miracle. And 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. A Wednesday morning coming to a close for us. And what a day it has been, my friends. We had, uh, I'll say it, we had some magic happen right here on the <laughs> Preston and Steve show this morning. <laughs> Would you call it historic? Uh, yeah. I will tell you this. Yeah, without question. Um, I fully expect a children's special to be made about <laughs> what happened here today. Yeah. Soon. I don't, I don't think, yeah. We, we know for a fact there's never been uh, a, a media appearance of the Nor'easter Bunny. So I'd say, yeah, history was made this morning. If Rankin and Bass were still producing shows like they did Rudolph and... Right. Frosty, you you know, it, it, it's a no-brainer. What was that that sports thing a few years ago, History Will Be Made? Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, those were great. The, the campaign? NHL did. I think they started yeah. it, yeah. yeah. And mm. uh, it was during the Flyers' run. It was mm. like 10 years ago. But, yeah, those were... That's what we did today. We did it. Yeah, we did it. We should, in fact, we should we should run all of the all of his stuff in reverse, like yeah. they did yeah. uh, for those uh, history will be made things. That was a great campaign. It was a great campaign. Uh, so thank you to the Nor'easter Bunny for being on yes, the show. Yes, well done. It was uh, very very special, impressive, and uh, it's a lot of a lot of good boys and girls got candy this morning. Got well, leftover Halloween candy. So he wasn't yeah. simply um, just uh, he was shoveling it. Oh, my like, God, he was like, tossing armfuls. Yes. Yeah. Uh, showering people with candy. Yeah. And uh, my wife will be really happy because <laughs> yeah. it's all out of my trunk. Gone. <laughs> and I'm happy to know that there's a magic milk crate that magically, yeah. Wawa hot cho- or chocolate uh, milk will yeah, appear. Just comes out of it, yeah. Whenever. Uh... <laughs> He's a fan. He was great. He was great today. Uh, so that's the only guest I need to thank, and we have, uh, <laughs> moving up, should I say? Yeah. Thank you, Pituation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey! Yeah, yeah. Hey! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Pierre Robert is here. Good morning, sir. hey It's wonderful to see you. hey yo hey yo Uh, how are things in your camp? Um, they're campy. Yeah, are they yeah. campy? A little campy. What's the pink thing? The pink guy That's dancing. the Nor'easter bunny. bunny. You've never heard? The first oh. Nor'easter of the year, uh-huh. if it happens. Is that, yeah, did right you or, send this person out? Yeah. It's the Nor'easter bunny, man. We, oh. send him out. we saw him. He, he, he magically real. appears if, if you have, if you have Hanukkah, the approach of Christmas, and a Nor'easter all happen at the same time. Oh. He apparently appears. Mm. We weren't aware of this until recently, and wow. we got the exclusive. Yeah. He brings old Halloween candy to the good boys and girls of Philadelphia. Yeah. That is incredible. Yeah. I got some uh, chocolate-covered pretzels downstairs. The lobby, um, in uh, uh, a nice act on uh, kindness on the behalf of the building, is giving out hot chocolate what? and cookies. Today? Yeah, as you, oh. as you walk in. How did Steve miss the hot chocolate? <laughs> I, I thought you would have smelled it. No, uh, no. It's actually good hot chocolate. I is it? had hot chocolate. Is it just a... some guy like with an overcoat or is no, it actually some? There's is it the Nor'easter Bunny? There are two uh, women behind a, uh, a table and they've got hot chocolate and marshmallows and chocolate chips and whipped cream. I didn't know wow. that. Wow. And they've got cookies 
and they've got chocolate-covered pretzels. That's amazing. And, um, this, I would lose it all if the windows didn't go hey, dark. Yeah, well, Steve, they said it, they this must is, have gotten caught up in the spirit of yes, the nor'easter bunny. nor'easter bunny. It is, and yeah. they said, actually, I, I missed this, but there's a sign that says, in honor of the nor'easter bunny, <laughs> and uh, in great apologies to all at MMR for ruining their view for life uh, with the horrible windows that we've installed. Oh. All in one sign, all of that, they said? Uh, it, no, it's all in one yeah, sign. Yeah. I mean, it's small sign, writing. Yeah. mural. Uh, what's it must have worked because they haven't tinted yet yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, nice. We humbly do submit these gifts of love and freedom uh, with love and freedom yeah. signed uh, one Bala Plaza. Wow. wow. That's gorgeous. Yeah. Wonderful. I love the fact that they did that. Uh, I would also love if you give us the letter of the day. How about that? You're just trying to move me along. <laughs> Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. You're like a cat herder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the letter is O as an opportunity. We have an O with your opportunity for a 20-mile stock car driving experience. And the stock car racing experience will make you feel like a pro race car driver when they teach you the basics of driving and suit you up in an official race suit and safety gear. For the main event, they'll strap you in a 600-horsepower NASCAR-style stock car, and then you're off for the drive of your life, traveling at speeds of up to 160 miles per hour around NASCAR's famous 2.5-mile Pocono Raceway. Visit 877stockcar.com. Giving that away in two days, so get set for it. Uh, what's happening on the program today, sir? Uh, well, uh, we will have um, Workforce Blocks of the Killers, uh, ZZ Top, and that great Christmas band, Disturbed. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will also have a conversation with Wolfgang Van Halen That's at great. 2 o'clock. Excellent. And we'll play his new song. Uh, and uh, some other cool things, and he's he's really cool. The guy. tribute song to his to his dad. Yeah, it's an excellent song. It he's really got a nice is. voice. Yeah. He too. does have a yeah. nice yeah. voice. But you must see the video. If yeah. you get a chance to see the video, it's it's a tearjerker, and it's but it's just really nicely put together. It's the one that has actually a little piece of audio from a uh, phone message. Yes, at the, at the end, end of it. Yeah. Yeah. But it's got pictures of him and Valerie, or, you know, of Eddie and Valerie coming home from the hospital, getting out yeah. of the car with a little baby, which is Wolfgang. And it, you know, it has this other great photo or a great series of video with him at the piano with his dad playing piano. Uh-huh. And he's in his lap. It's just very cute and very touching. I love it. All right. Uh, I want to take a moment and give away, actually, our last $25 gift card from uh, Petri Skyline Tavern in Shalfot. So, Caller 14, it's yours, and they are one of the great local restaurant partners of the Bud Light Platinum Seltzer Thursday Night Homegate Kickoff Series. Uh, Skyline Tavern features Bud Light Platinum Seltzer, Bud Light Platinum, and Bud Light specials during the game. So come and get it. Uh, call number hey, 14. Yep. Connor just went down and got Steve a hot chocolate. That little deer. And He's not good. only did he wrangle the uh, nor'easter bunny, we wouldn't have had the coverage without Connor. He went and got me a hot chocolate. Aww. He went down and got Steve a hot chocolate. He is the spirit of nor'easter. He, he is. is the spirit of Connor. <laughs> want to thank our uh, sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by Duncan. Get cheers in with their holiday-inspired signature drinks. Also brought to you by... Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Fred Beans. Out this month, make history again, selling 3,500 vehicles. Uh, it's the best time to buy. Shop online at Fred's, fredbeans.com. Tomorrow, a Thursday on our show, we'll have snow on the ground by then. And we will also have one Mr. D. Snyder on yes. the show. Former air staff member of WMMR wow. will be joining us. This so. will be our first time to talk about the documentary. Oh. 
It's Mother so effing Twisted Sister. Yep. It's great. Yep. All right, that's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day, and we will see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Oh, shit. Here it comes. The snow apocalypse of 2020. Batten down your hatches, everybody. It's gonna snow. Next message. Here we go. Get the eggs. Get the bread. Get the milk. And look at those fancy white lines on the street. Oh, they're prepping for snow. Next message. All right, so they say it's supposed to snow, huh? Say snow's coming. A big storm it is. It's coming in, bubbling in from the west to the east. I don't know. Somewhere it's coming in. We're getting a lot of snow. I don't like snow. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.